Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank, all right? I'm joined by Patrick Price, a.k.a. Aches. We got Ben J. Nassim, and then, of course, we got Chris Parasite in the building. Gentlemen, how we feeling, man? It's been a, it's been a little while. When was the last time we did a flank? Like a week ago? Two weeks ago? Yeah, I don't I don't know, remember. last week. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too far ago. How you guys, how you guys been? Pat, how's work? Doing great. Um... This week's interesting. A lot of uh, game devs actually take off like this week. Like this Thanksgiving break is like a real popular time that uh, a lot of dev studios take their holiday time. I think that's why yeah. we're seeing some of the issues with you IW. Don't say. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's great getting some work done before the little Thanksgiving break. Uh, and yeah, Exit Finance looking great. Love that, Chris. Uh, what about you, man? How's everything going? Apparently, we're hearing an echo. Pat, you you muted in the other uh, in the um in the other uh, program. Yeah, I'm muted. You muted? I don't. I don't hear anything. You good now though? Oh, maybe it's because I was just leaning into the that's, mic. We should be good. Yeah, we should be good. Pat, uh, that's always good, bro. Glad work is going good. Glad we got the holidays coming up. You know, I feel like the holidays are always nice. I'm back home in Jersey now, so I'm gonna be spending some time home with the family. Uh, you know, we got uh, you know, obviously Thanksgiving, and then we got Christmas coming up. So the New Year. So I'm excited, man. It's like one of my favorite times of the year. Chris, uh, what's going on with you, buddy? What's happening, man? Uh, just been coaching my team. Uh, we've had uh, a little bit of a break due to the uh, settings, but we're starting to get back into it. Uh, besides that, just more of the same streaming and balancing uh, the coaching aspect while you know trying to do, I guess, content, playing some Warzone, uh, streaming some like Challenger stuff. You know, the normal. How's the coaching going? Everything going good? I know the game is kind of like there's some some interesting spawns and some interesting maps. Have you been like breaking down gameplay and shit and like really studying it? Oh, yeah, just mainly whenever I get to watch my team play. And I, I learned from uh, experience, so playing eights and stuff like that definitely helps as well. Um, just trying to involve myself in the game and learn from playing, learn from watching. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I've been doing a pretty pretty good job. Um, just looking forward to, you know, the season and seeing how the, you know, one events and start stuff coming back up. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, what about you, Ben? What's going on with you, bro? I saw you, uh, you've been doing some of the World Cup watch parties. Matter of fact, before we go uh, on board with Ben, let's go into a live uh, clip of Ben Genesim watching the World Cup. Where? Where Come on, Ben, you're all hyped up. Ben, the golf club almost hit you in the nuts. Yeah, you saw bro. that? Can you imagine if you stepped on a golf club and it hit you in the balls? I would have been crying. I would have started crying right there. Boom! Right, hey, I, got don't I, I gotta be careful where I place the the putter, bro. I, I, hey, did I you thought, break I your thought, headset? No, no, no. My 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 headset worked, bro. I at least I at least smoked that. And I'm Dude, it looked like Ben. Working. It looked like Ben was about to dolphin dive into his television. No nah, bullshit. bro. I'm telling you, and I and I love that you're showing this side of you, Ben, because that's you, Ben. That's how you. That's how you be getting, bro. When we <laughs> watch get, games, when we play get, FIFA, yeah, yeah. hey, straight hey, passion. That was the USA Wales game. Unfortunately, Walker Zimmerman was stupid and conceded the penalty, and we drew that game. But, I still can't believe Zimmerman went to the went to the floor. Zimmerman, yeah. Zimmerman had a little bit of a brain fart. Uh, but World Cup's been lit, Tom. I mean, it's today we great. had probably one of the greatest upsets in World Cup history. This morning, yeah. we had two zero zero draws. That one of the, one of which was more entertaining than the other. And then France scored quite a few goals against uh, uh, Australia close out the day so that who, was a fun game who's your pick ben to win it all who's your pick I, I picked argentina so now i'm a little bit nervous to be honest you picked argentina i yeah. i said a bunch of, listen i said i know a while like a week ago i said like five teams but if <laughs> i like five. if i had to choose i would say either france again or brazil i feel like uh, uh picking it back to back is tough i i would say the argentina point mexico and uh mexico drawing nil nil definitely helped out their situation so argentina winning two games are probably gonna be top of the group but I don't think anyone predicted Saudi Arabia to be 
it's in three points top of that group uh, yeah. prior to this tournament. So, you know, there's the magic of the World Cup. Sometimes results are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's uh, it's Italy's year. Bro, Pat, oh, come on, bad. Pat. Why are you doing this? I told you, Pat. My grandfather cried, oh, bro. Bad. He, he fucking bad. cried. What's wrong my with bad. you? It's fucked up, man. It's real fucked up. Sorry. But let's talk about God a little bit, bro. Let's change the convo, you know, because I don't even want to think about that right now. Well, let's change the topic over to God. The game was fucking broken for like a week. Apparently, the game has now been fixed up to about, what, an hour ago? Two hours ago? Well, Apparently, they just fixed it. Is that true? Is it true? Did they fix the game? Fixed? Kind of. <laughs> Maybe got a not so room. much. It's a so, band-aid. So just for to give kind of the breakdown and we'll dive in. So uh there's obviously roll Warzone rolled out last week. And with Warzone rolling out, it broke a couple things in the game. It broke the social tab, which they eventually fixed a couple days later. They took all the CDL rule sets out. Private matches were broken. If you got no private match, like you had dev errors, it was a real mixy situation. So no CDL rules. Teams didn't scrim for a couple of days. They finally um started scrimming. On kind of like they, they were kind of basically glitching the game. You have to be level fifty-two to get all the like attachments and perks, and basically they tried that. As of tonight, they rolled out a title update that added the CDL rule set back in. Mm-hmm. If you pull up Brian Saints' tweet or the CDL Intel tweet about fourteen three minutes ago, unfortunately, uh, there's issues with changing your weapon because you get the same kind of issue you had when the social tab was broken. Uh, control is reverted to sort of pub rules where we're not getting time per tick which is what we've been trying to fight for for a couple of years and apparently they haven't fixed all the dev error issues so we my dev errors is sometimes uh your game will just kick you back to menu and it'll say dev error it's a pretty generic error that you get so mm-hmm. uh things are still a little bit busted hopefully they can fix them um shortly here because we have matches starting next week tom so yeah not to mention not to mention on top of that um spawns um at the time when they took out the cdl mode uh were bugged and they were very chaotic and it was really weird um i, I can't even explain they were just everywhere mm. and they said they fixed them and although the game seems a lot more playable they definitely changed spawns like they are not sticky anymore which i guess could be a good and a bad thing um but for the consistency aspect i've noticed a lot more of split spawns um, so a lot of teams are starting to try to figure out how to kind of avoid those situations. That way, you know, you're not spawning people all over the place. But, you know, I, I, we're playing an IW title and they're not very famous for for their spawn system and stuff like that. So um, although they said they fixed it, um, it's not reverted back to the way um, the game was playing prior to the Warzone update. That's crazy to me, man, that, especially because, like you said, Ben, the event's right around the corner. So I just feel like the pros haven't really gotten productive practice i feel like it's been they've kind of been in limbo for like a week and already things felt like they kind of slowed down there was so much hype when mw2 came out people were were hyping it up a little bit even the multiplayer even people competitive people were saying you know it plays pretty good they think it's better than mw19 i think it's better at vanguard and then you just had that weak sprint uh you know sprint where it's just it doesn't work and it's frustrating you think it's gonna have a big impact on the on the first major things gonna have an impact on major one or not really so much well so for reference, as far as I understand how it works, like when they CL play, CL teams play real matches, they use what's called an esports build. So I'm curious what the state of that is, because um, that that you know allows them to select servers and like um, has things for the observers and a bunch of other stuff that enables you know a lot of the functionality to make matches happen. So I'm curious what the state of that is, because we have games coming up um, here next Friday, then the weekend, and that's the two weeks leading in the majors. So yeah, I think there's a lot of concern right now. Uh, Obviously, good to see that they've kind of maybe fixed it, but they haven't really. 
So hopefully before Thanksgiving rolls around on Thursday, they can maybe get this sorted with the hot fix. Um, but I yeah, I, I think kind of where we should probably move this next is, you know, well, I want to get Pat's can... thoughts. I want to yeah, get yeah, Pat's ahead, thoughts Pat, before sorry. we move on. Go ahead, Pat. You said I said I said, yeah, you said I, I doubt it. That's what you said. Yeah, I, I, doubt. I really don't think there's gonna there would be a hot fit. I mean, unless there's somebody at IW putting in work who's just in the studio, like, um, I, I highly doubt they get a fix in by Thanksgiving. I mean, um, because I was kind of asking. I mean, just in general, like, is this a really common thing for for most dev studios? And, and yeah, I mean, they take off like, you know, the, the, their their holiday time is they they focus Thanksgiving and. <laughs> and and christmas and um yeah just i don't i don't know i'd be it'd be a miracle if they yeah it's the holidays it's, it's the holidays i don't i don't know if they're in office and we know that there's not a dedicated esports team over there you know a team that's dedicated to competitive because if there was we you know fixes be happening a lot quicker i feel um but hopefully in the future um you know well, we've, well, we're been, still on we've topic. been hoping for a decade but go ahead chris well we're still on topic tom um although it might i don't think it's going to have effect too much on the pro league because they got a little bit more time right before their first major but the challengers already had something directly affected by it we were supposed to have a cup the last weekend mm -hmm. uh, which would have been the second seeding tournament um crazy that we already played a tournament when the you know the state of the game is in in such a terrible state right now um with all the errors and stuff but anyways we were supposed to have our second tournament and uh that ended up getting canceled um so that that already directly um affected the prize pool even though cups aren't really worth too much um that's something that the challengers end up losing on and that also affects the seating going into the uh the the the, the pro-am qualifier yeah. that the, the amateurs have to go through mm -hmm. so there's less result less prior results to help see the teams and as you know in challengers teams change a lot and and um there's a lot of uh i don't know i, I think i think there, there needs to be more source material for them to seed these teams properly for the such an important qualifier and for them to already be directly affected of it i think it's it's it's, it's frustrating as a as a challenger player man. Like the, the pro league players definitely um you know have a lot more important stuff to play for but the challengers man they, they're a lot of their future um, rides on some of these tournaments at the beginning of the year with the whole seeding aspect. And um, it's, it's demoralizing at times to see um, um, the stuff that happens to not only the pro league, but it, it trickles down. And we, I think, I, th I think as a community, we have to remember that, man, the challengers are important mm -hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, the so challenges yeah, the, where we uh, see the new, you know, the up and coming, like the new, the, the next one's up. And if that's yeah. a shithole, it's just, it just, <clears throat> just feels like we're taking steps back, but go ahead, Ben. Yeah, the only thing Chris will say, and, and I'm curious your thoughts is a positive or negative thing. Obviously, you know, prior to the change, it was going to be 16 teams in NA and EU that went to the Major 1 Qualifier and mm -hmm. an the an APAC 8 LANAM. Now it's a 64. You think, Chris, it's, a, it's an unintended thing, like a positive thing. You won't get these crazy roster changes where people tried to, like, make roster changes based on seating, try and get a better seed. Now that you get 64 yeah. in... It's a bit of a water field. Yeah, we're, we're already that. seeing it. We're already seeing roster changes. It's happening yeah. quick, right in front yeah. of our eyes. You know, they Go mitigate ahead, that to a certain degree, but it's not really that important because at the end of the day, like what, only three teams qualify, like for right, the actual yeah. pro am. Three so like you, three NNA, one <clears throat> Latam, and one APAC. Yeah, exactly. So like, you just we're just talking about uh, one region here. Like three qualify. Um, it's really not going to matter too much because at the end of the day, like the only teams that you know quite frankly have a shot are the people that are you know placing well in these cups like there's there's never going to be a time where a top 64 team is just going to come out and place top three unless quite frankly they're, they're probably cheating so um it doesn't really affect that much it's more so just another like oh yeah just mitigate the the lower end roster changes but i mean it affects the top challenger players more and that's where like 
I think that these these issues and stuff like that are just unacceptable, man. Like mm-hmm. these guys are these guys are on the cusp of, of of the you know the pro league. Um, some of them are actual sub substitutes on some of these pro teams, and and um you know having their their years um the year you know dictated by some you know some of these tournaments when there's so many errors is is stupid. I I personally don't think the challengers tournament should start until like basically the pro league starts because it's unfair that to a degree challengers is are the test dummies. Mm-hmm. Where they're, they're like they're like fucking science experiments where you know, fun, settings bro. are being it's true science they're really science experiments where certain weapons are being tested ga's change every day map pools blah 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 like right we had a cup um a week before no not even a week before actually it might have been a week before the rule set got announced the maps got announced when there was a mm-hmm. whole fiasco it was, it was the week yeah bro like yeah. like dude i don't even play and i'm still i'm still annoyed by it like, yeah i don't know it's it's yeah. definitely frustrating. I, I think it's just unacceptable. Um, I know Ben, you want to talk about solutions, and I know we talk about solutions all the time. But hey, man, we're always talking really about solutions. Go ahead, Ben. Talk about your solutions. Let's see what you got. So, so I think first thing, Chris, in particular, let's talk about the seating thing. I'm talking about like the team that won Challengers Champs last year, for example. Like they basically that that team formed out of a roster mania in order to get enough pro points to make it to that tournament. That's the situation I was alluding to. Ah. Um that you would have had with the with the 16 is like people trying to get a better seed in within the 16, but obviously you don't have that with the 64. So I think solutions look talking about obviously we can sit here and have a whole kind of debrief on what's happened over the last like seven days in this sort of whole <laughs> thing. I think uh Envoy's tweet then gets to kind of the heart of the problem. And I know Tom and you and I talked about it on your screen probably like two days ago. It seems like there was a little bit of a communication gap here uh, around the issues regarding the private lobbies. And I think the comms problem is something that needs to be addressed long-term. Uh, I don't think Dylan Envoy should be the one that's messaging and just out to the community. I think that's an unfair responsibility that, that, that you know, Activision's not going to make a statement on it. Uh, and then Envoy then kind of, you know, kind of went to Twitter with his frustrations, I guess. It, it, it wasn't, I don't think, handled in a way that I think benefits everyone in the community. So I think what I'm looking to see is, you know, if further things happen, we have a KI issue like this, right, known issue something breaks how how is that better communicated to the community um so people can adjust accordingly because this wasn't handled particularly my, my, my issue with this whole thing though ben is i get there's going to be issues when big updates come out i get there's going to be big issues when the game releases and stuff like that but like why is it that that the chat like the players the league the challengers they have their seasons are starting when all these issues yeah i get they want to start it earlier but like if 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 we're gonna have these issues can they like QA test the game better maybe like some of these issues i feel like you would load up the game and you would just instantly know it's not a thing like you're telling me that when they open because i'm pretty sure the reason why they took out the private match or not private match but um cdl stuff was because people were accessing stuff they didn't unlock camos like all the cdl camos were in there operators blah blah blah. you're telling me they didn't load up the game open up prime match and be like wow we have everything unlocked this isn't a good this isn't supposed to happen yeah let's fix it like the 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 way they qa test the game in my opinion i i mean i i could be talking on my ass i obviously don't know their whole process but like dude it's unacceptable that this is happening during you know the competitive season when the 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 importance or the the tournaments are so damn important and there's money on the line for some of these people there's careers on the line for some of these people it's just unacceptable and like it's happened 
like two years in a row, two, three years in a row. I swear every single year there's like, oh, big Warzone update with the release of the new games about to happen. Every challenger player makes a joke out of it on on in the DMs and in the, in the group chat. Oh, guys, we're not going to be able to scrim. Uh, don't plan on getting scrims for the day of the update. And, and and in this case, it wasn't just the day of the update. It was the damn week of the update, bro. Like, come on. It's yeah. it's just, it's terrible. Uh, I, I think, I think uh, something y'all got to remember go ahead, here. Pat. Yeah, go ahead, Pat. I think something y'all got to remember here is of all of the, the things that, you know, came out with this game, multiplayer is the, the least important thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, by far and away. And then inside a multiplayer, private match is probably the least important thing. Right? So, like... I think you're dealing with two hurdles here where, you know, in terms of priority, like private match is literally the bottom, not even the bottom of the barrel underneath the bottom of the barrel. Like it's, 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 it's so far out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um, I think for, for, for IW right now at this, at this state with, <clears throat> with how much they're launching. So I'm, I mean, I'm not personally surprised at all. I, I really am. I'm not. I don't think anybody's surprised. Uh, Go ahead, Ben. I think, one of the things, and I'm sure on the Activision side that they've been fighting for this, is, you know, two things. One is that, especially when we have new game releases, like the pros need to be getting that gold build and working with it, like, weeks before the game gets released. No, we no, all... no. A year. Are, are it, it, oh, it oh, you want... be... Okay, okay, that's even a better point. Like, they should be they should be in the alpha process, even pre-alpha. Pre-alpha. That's a fair point. For sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a fair thing. I think the second thing is um, one or two or three head count either at all the studios, one studio to support the competitive products. We're talking CDR World Set in private lobbies, podcasts are the works. So that, again, to your QA point, like someone's on top of these chaos and these bugs uh, and working with the pros on how to mitigate this stuff. Because, uh, I mean, again, to your point, Chris, like we've had this, this is not the first year we've had this issue, right? There's a difference between sometimes stuff breaks when a patch comes out, is what it is. But this is not the first time we've had stuff where it breaks and now we're here. We're out of scrims for two or three days because we got to wait for the developers to fix it. It needs to be a better two-way street, two-way street in terms of communication. These guys' livelihood—they're playing for real money. To your point, with challengers, like major one is a pro-am tournament for these challengers players. It is a life-changing opportunity to potentially play against pros and make their path towards being a superstar in the CDL. It is important stuff, and their practice time is being chalked because of these things. So, hopefully, yeah. there is some positive momentum that. People on the Activision side, who I think are probably best suited to take this battle, not you know pros, owners, maybe, to actually get some of these things implemented. Yeah, I'm, but, just, I'm just tired of going in circles. I I just feel like we're mm -hmm. saying we say the same thing every year. We we every sound like year. a fucking just every every year we sound we sound exactly the same. But go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say um just to move on move move topics a little bit um just like away from the the actual game side just to more like um you know the players and and the things that we deal with there's been there's been this talk every year when stuff like this happens or the game isn't um developed as expected with you know uncompetitive features for example not having a red dot um the players there's been talk of the the whole union thing i know i know one person that's um a little bit more vocal about it is a slasher slasher talks about it all the time how he's like oh i've always been down to, to you know do something to, to kind of like you know alluding to that whole unionizing thing mm -hmm. um but nothing ever gets done and i want to know your guys thoughts on that stuff because personally it's fucking annoying. Like I saw like a clay tweet, um, something uh, about how like, Oh, we're, we're replaceable and stuff like that. And dude, no, you are not. You're got, like, granted, maybe, maybe, maybe the whole league thing, like maybe the league isn't as important as we think it is. And they, maybe they do cancel the league if, if something like this were to ever happen. Mm. But at the same time, from a player perspective, bro, 
No, th these organizations aren't just going to pick up fucking some random shitty amateur and replace your big ass brand. Like, especially like, 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 like a person like Scump, for example, if he were to like, you know, speak up about all this type of stuff and, and be a little bit more active and, and maybe actually try to, you know, do something about it rather than just posting a tweet here and there. That's, you know, kind of funny and, you know, get some laughs out of it. And like, bro. Like there's been talk about the whole boycotting the league and, and boycotting all this stuff. Yeah. And I just want to know what you guys think about it. Cause personally it pisses me off that all these people just make all these excuses about it. Like, bro, I'm sure from a working world, like I know, you know, video games are different, but I'm yeah. sure all these other people probably have the same thing back in the day where they're like, Oh, we have no power. We have no power, but you never fucking know until you fucking try. Yeah. And we, it's, it's frustrating. We, we talked about this the other day, me and Ben were talking about it a little bit. Um, it, it basically just comes down to everybody wanting to agree to go into the union. I mean, everybody's got to do it. it the, nobody can be left out, you know, because if, if there's people left out, then it, it could get a little weird. Um, I, don't, I don't even think it requires to be unionized, bro. I just think you need all 48 players actually on the same page, actually care to get involved. Same thing, right? Like kind of. And that's just and that's just never happened. And I don't yeah. I don't think it I don't think it will ever happen. I mean, maybe when Scump's gone, it'll happen cuz I'll be honest, like Scump I, I mean, I don't know if Chat knows this. I know a lot of the pros know this. Scump was one of those players who, you know, kind of was a setback for getting all 48 people involved. Like it's really hard to get Seth on that same page and get him to to stand up. I mean, Seth's in a spot where he's he's obviously better off than every single player combined. So it's like you know, the, the effort level for him to want to get involved is obviously a lot different for the players that, um, not that it matters more to anyone, but just, it's just, it, it's very clear, like the hierarchy. So, um, I, and I think that's been leaked before. Like, I think Krim came out talking about that before. Or something, but about it before too, talking about, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just one of those things where you never, I don't, I, I mean, I don't think obviously this may change. I don't think you're ever going to get all 48 players on the same page just to say, Hey, we won't do X or hey, we will all do this. I just, I just don't think it'll happen. Well, but, I, I don't know. I don't think so it's not fair to throw it all on set though, Pat. No, I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't say. think it is. But no it's one's like throwing that's shots the, at this guy. It's, but, but you got to realize the position Seth's in. Like Seth's the most influential person as a player in the scene, and it's like you can, you know, <clears throat> it's obviously not his fault. It's not his responsibility. But at the same time, like he has to be on board. And and if yeah. Seth's not on board, then it's it's like it really. It, it, not only it, does it affect his team, but it makes other players not want to get on board, right? It, 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 not on board, even if, like, it, even if he was effect. on board, right? Like, hypothetically, say everybody was on board. Isn't there... In, is there any world where the union can go south and it can okay. do worse so, than good? So, unions are complicated to form. Takes too long. I think Clay has Expensive. talked about this quite a bit, that the biggest barrier in this situation uh, was the financial part. It does not... It is not a free ride to work with lawyers to establish a union, go through the whole process of the union board, obviously, you got to get Activision on board. There's collective bargaining. You got to pay lawyers to negotiate. You got to get probably get some kind of staff to help run the PA. Like it, it will cause dues to the players. The players will have to pay up, and I think the financial part is where that stopped, from my understanding. Um, but you I got think some Pat, players but, on 400k and some yeah. players on 50k. <laughs> but but to your point, Pat, I don't think you need a union to get some of these things done. I, I don't think, think so either. I think to your point. For the players, this is an opportunity and a wake up call to say, "Hey, you guys need to, you guys need to, you know, get on the same page and make a list of what you guys want." And they have communication pipelines direct to people other than CDL player relations to get that feedback to people. You, you um, know who I'm the most disappointed by here, Ben, is the yeah. is the owners. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, I was just waiting for you guys to finish, but I was going to say it's less on, less on the players and, and scump. I mean, it comes down to the owners. They need to get into a boardroom. They need to one, be the ones handling this shit. But I don't, oh. I don't, and I, I know Hector has been very public about it, but like, it's very, very difficult to get all the owners on the same page. I'm, I'm, I don't think the owners like are all down to get into something like that. Bro, at, the, blows, at the end of the day, it comes down to them, not the players. It, it shouldn't be on the players. It blows yeah, my mind the, that these orgs are going to invest. Influence the owners a lot. It blows my mind that these invest uh, these owners are going to invest millions of dollars to 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 participate in a league and, and pay their players and stuff like that. And and yeah, I know Call of Duty is not going to take a big hit from you know a couple people on Twitter slandering um, slandering the league and all that stuff. But like, bro, from organ organization perspective, this shit is fucking embarrassing. Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> why haven't these people like maybe not like you don't need maybe not a formal a formal union, but like why haven't there been this like just unionize your ideas and fucking push it pressure like you guys do you guys really think you have no power you guys put up this fucking investment of millions and millions of dollars yeah. stop payments like stop installments and try and figure this uh, shit uh, out uh, i don't even think they paid yet wait didn't the payments just start this year so, so a <laughs> couple things so a couple things so from my understanding and this has been publicly reported by the way over the course of i think the pandemic as well <laughs> right so these teams entered franchise agreements it's not like they put 25 million escrow and they said here you go right there are there's a payment structure for many of these organizations from my understanding they they haven't paid they deferred a lot of payments obviously due to the pandemic everybody's financial situation yada 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 i think though to your point chris i can speak towards a majority of teams the captains and the players are speaking to management and owners about these issues but to your point, a lot of these owners, some of these owners are doing stuff about it and are having those conversations. But some of these owners, I don't think are necessarily in the league to cause a stir, really be in the forefront of moving issues. They're trying to stay under the radar, manage political relationships, because at the end of the day, they're in for an investment and they want to protect their exits so they can make money down the road. So that's sort of normal. Their investment's going to shit, Ben. It's going to shit. <laughs> Well, I would. They need to do something before the their investment gets chalked. The economics of the CDL are a little bit complicated, and that's a conversation for another day. I think. How long until we're on the 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 war zone CDL? The war, wanna, the war, war zone, zone CDL? CDL? Are they yeah. doing that? No, I'm I'm just saying. How long do you guys think until that's the? I thought we were going to see product. it this year. I thought we were going to see. I thought they were going to transition into that. I was waiting uh, for something like that. I I don't. I think, you know. Warzone competitive content is interesting. I I'm just competitive. It. I, I'm my point is when do you think Warzone is just the main product? Soon. Very no, soon. no. Well, they 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 need they need a couple of tools in Warzone they don't have right now, including an observer client because you basically can't tell a good story. It's very hard to tell a good story if you're covering a Warzone tournament just carrying 40, 100 POVs. Look at what the issue that Fortnite deals with, PUBG, whatever. Uh, Wait, was there not some sort of like observer client in like uh I remember in MW they were doing like private match warzone tournaments with like the CDL pros and stuff like that. Was there not something like that in the game already? There was some yeah, I know what you're talking about cuz they were running those like CDL warzone yeah. tournaments like those collab tournaments and they were they were pretty cool. They were all right. In, in Warzone right now there's not an observer client. So if you watch a Warzone tournament they're probably pulling individual player POVs or they're pulling streams. Yeah, they're pulling they streams. It. Okay. And it's it's impo is it so much action as possible to tell a story. I think, though, the kind of issue I think with Warzone is, and is I don't actually know in terms of like competitive Warzone. I think almost like World Series of Warzone is the best version of the product. It's not necessarily super competitive. It's like in this weird 
line between fully competitive and having your influencers play. Uh, and straddling that line, I think, is like almost the best box for it. So I don't know if you'd ever see Warzone fully replace the competitive product. I can see a world in which we go to sort of a hybrid model where you have sort of a full CDL season for six months, and then for a couple of months, you do this sort of pro-influencer off-season Warzone. But why, why even have events. the CDL season at that point? You're just having it to have it. There's not like a... I don't think there's upside to have a CDL well, there's, season. There's, there's, if you're a more, do that. there's a more extended ROI conversation of the value of something like CDL in terms of esports. Right. Going down. As, as, a, as, a, as a marketing MTX pushing exercise for the main game. So you're telling me they do, like need, they, they do need us to a degree. No, that's <laughs> not what he's saying at all. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm trying to answer Pat's question as to why you wouldn't just can a CDL. Now, I think if we're going to talk in pure CDL terms, I think the the wild card in all of these conversations, all of the things we've just discussed, is that Activision is under talks to merge with Microsoft. I think the deals have been pretty much signed off by the boards, and now it's in front of the regulators, and that's supposed to close at some point in June of 2023. Now, that may not hit that target because there's a lot of regulatory pressure, but, you know, coincidentally, the season kind of ends in June. I'm very curious what happens in the middle of next year and how things may change once Microsoft uh is you know the merger goes through with microsoft and they now have some say in sort of some of the economics it, it seems like this issues with sony have been solved at least in europe there was a new york times article i saw a couple of days ago that basically they've offered sony like 10 years exclusivity on cd on uh, call of duty yeah i saw that so but obviously interesting i didn't see that it's in in you know it's a multinational corporations merging so there's a lot of regulatory barriers in in a lot of countries the biggest one that hurdles right now are in the EU where they're going through that process and in the US, which I believe US regulatory agencies are doing a review right now. So, you know, that's where I think the June 23 window is coming in because they're assuming that all those processes will be done and the signoffs will be in. But obviously, as we've seen with large mergers like this, things can get kicked down. And how, do you, how do you know who's a war zone professional? We were talking about this today in my chat. Like, what, what's, what do you need to be considered a war zone pro? Like what, what? What are you looking for there? Is it just like earnings? Is it? Is it? Because for the most part, for me, it's just like there's they're content creators, but there's also creators that are just really good, right? That's what it is. They they, they never they never put up. I actually think that leaving it ambiguous kind of is part of. Again, to me, I think I see Warzone as like competitive entertainment. Uh, it's not fully fully competitive. I don't think if if Warzone became like PUBG, it would be as fun to watch. But I think like World Series of Warzone, CDO Resurgence. Or kind of the box that you want to be in where you take a mix of competitive players like influencers that are ex-pros or just really talented players like uh, don't know you pubg know, is the biggest game the in the world Rock of Rose, but go ahead is it that's what i saw yeah but that's PUBG a lot of that's mobile, uh, because oh, that's yeah, a lot PUBG of mobile massive hey, 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 yeah, yeah. hey but pubg's pubg i was gonna but say that's crazy that i was gonna crazy. say i was gonna say ben the whole yeah. um the Warzone thing that you were just what was what were you talking about? Just like I just like blacked out for a second. Competitive entertainment. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, um, they've already had this argument um with the whole entertainment stuff. And you said how if it becomes like PUBG, it's not gonna be as entertaining. A lot of the the pros and stuff like that, the Warzone pros, a lot of the bigger faces in Warzone, when they were introducing tournaments um to the private matches where it was just private matches with just a bunch of like good players and stuff like that, a lot of people didn't like it as much. They wanted to do a lot more tournaments with 
pub stomping, like the, the 2v2 kill races, the, the stuff like that, because it was a lot more entertaining and it was a lot more fun. They didn't, they did, they already said all the time that they didn't like that aspect of the whole private matches. Because if you remember, you know, a couple of those tournaments, at least at, at the beginning, they were just like, oh, it's fucking boring because people are just camping. Yeah. Like in order to have a competitive, quote unquote, competitive BR, you have to have uh, incentives for people to be aggressive. And that to be a lot of the primary uh, way that you, um accumulate points and score and stuff like that and placements and i think um i think uh, was it apex that did a pretty good that was doing a pretty good job of it yeah in their i like it, apex's scoring model is really good because it, it yeah. trials that line between you can't just be inactive and play fortnite had this problem you can't just can't but play to the end and get and not be active you actually want to incentivize people for playing active getting like a top 10 and getting a lot of kills that actually pubg's got yeah scoring now to exactly that. so so you would need something like that to even make um competitive warzone a uh a, like fun to watch because otherwise if you have it like those early tournaments it was just people camping and it's just it's so fucking boring that that's why a lot of the time people just wanted to do the kill races more because it's a lot more fun to watch you know a really good player just go pub stomp drop a 20 drop a 40 drop a 30 on some noobs like hmm. it, it, that's why the whole the entertainment aspect comes from that you were talking about yeah I, that, that's still, uh, again to my point i think we're talking about some like really polished repeatable warzone competitive product i think that is a much farther out timeline than we all think just because they're lacking the tools they're lacking i think a peer sanctioning system that works and a rule set and uh you know game mode so i think that's more probably of a back end of this year maybe in the next year conversation but i think mm -hmm. that's where it's going to go right i think we're going to have one half of the year cdl a couple of months warzone that's your off season and then back into cdl is kind of how the counter is going to go well let's keep it going now let's keep the conversation we got uh the league that is starting what december 2nd is when it starts yeah. i think exactly so we got some league matches coming a little bit over a week now so we're getting excited for the season to begin uh this tier list that you got in front of us this was made from atlanta phase they made a little video and this was the tier list that they ended up making at the end of the video. What do you guys think about this tier list? You think this is a W list, L list? I mean, we haven't had a big sample size, right? We've just able to watch streams um, before all these uh, you know glitches in the game broke, right? We were able to watch streams a little bit and kind of tune in and see how teams are doing. But the last week or two, we haven't really been able to watch anybody. So this just got to be based off Atlanta phase and 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 them playing well, these teams and the, uh, going by there. This list is hilarious, uh, but you should pull up the breaking point one. I think that's a, that's a coach's poll. Might be a better one to use for this conversation since all of the CDL coaches voted on the breaking point poll, and that one okay. might be a better one to reference. Uh, fuck the breaking point one. Use ours that we did. Yeah, the, I mean, there's a lot of breaking. The yeah, reason why I want to use these, though, Pat, is because we I haven't know how been. Close ours is. Ours we... is the most accurate. Yeah, I'm curious about how ours <laughs> aligns to the breaking point one. That was before the game even released, no? Most accurate. Hey. Hey, listen, hold on, real quick, because I saw I saw something on the the phase one. Y'all see how far Minnesota was, right down in down in the bottom of the seas. I was trying to tell y'all when we were doing ours, and all y'all were like, "No, they're gonna be like a B, a high B." I was trying to tell you, man, they were gonna be some duty booty. I was but trying to warn you guys. If somebody can get me like a screenshot of ours, I'll pull it up. Um, if somebody can get me a link, but this is the coaches' power rankings. They got yeah, LAD. Like, you got Brian. I mean, coaches Minnesota got they got Nubsy, Brian Sane, <laughs> Jay Reppin. They were voting for themselves. Nah, Joey, Joey's not a coach, bro. Listen, I don't think I don't think you can I, I don't think I don't think that's how you do can they vote no, I, for I themselves? Think the coach probably have one vote per team. I don't think it's like, you know. 
Well, they, they were buying votes. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I don't think that's how this works. We got LA Thieves, Atlanta Phase, and the S tier on the coaches list. For A tier, we got Toronto Ultra, Minnesota Rocker, Vegas Legion, which is interesting to see. But that they were in A tier or B tier on the phase list as well. And Optic uh, Seattle Surge and Optic Texas. That's the A tier in that order. B tier, New York Subliners, Boston Breach. C tier, Florida Mutineers, Los Angeles Gorillas, and D tier, the London Royal Ravens, who I heard have been struggling. See a lot of people talking about on socials that they've been struggling um, based on what other pro players are saying and obviously based off the tier list that we've seen. Apparently, London's struggling right now. What are your thoughts about that? I'll be honest. The only surprise out of this is is Legion. Like from going into the season, right? We didn't know how good Legion was going to be. Yeah. But I think I think like if you if you put a if you cover up Legion, like I feel like this entire list just makes sense. It like, looks like our list. Yeah, it looks. It looks like we were doing. It. Oh, we had <laughs> LAT phase top, and then we had like the obviously the optics Seattle ultra, and then everyone else. I think we we had London last, right? We might have had LAG last. I, mean, I think we had London last. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but we had like we had Florida, London, and LAG definitely bottom three. So like that. I mean, to be honest, it makes sense to me. I think Legion was just the Do team. We have that our tier list. Came out. And, someone, uh, someone will find it. Well. I, I think it's t- to me the Paris thing. Or Vegas thing, we're gonna keep making that mistake, or I'll keep making that mistake for the whole season. I think there's a lot of respect I have for Theory and for Clay and for Donnie and the work they've done with that team early on to kind of get ahead, grind the game early, really start working on situationals, get really ahead in hard point. Uh I think in scrims, at least we were watching them a couple of weeks ago, and I know Clay's in the chat, so he can probably speak to this a little better. They were a little bit kind of mixed on control, but on paper, I don't think they're amazing at that game mode. Uh, I expect them to be a good search team. So Vegas might be an interesting team coming yeah, in. Yeah, it's like the exact same, bro. Outside yes. of Legion. Nah, couple, it's a, a couple, little different. It's a little different. The, the, the bottom the, three, the mid three, and S like to the top S two. S2B is second. pretty close. It's yeah, no, we, we, we were, we were, the AB is always going to be hard because the mid pack of this is always a shuffle from event to event. Wait, our A and B is close. We just bump yeah. up bro, Rocker and it's identical. the exact same, yeah. They're, they're, a little, they're a little different. They're a little different for sure. A little bit. I think, oh, but cool. like C through D, like that's all the same, bro. Like, there's no difference. Like, if you're in C, you might as well be in D. Like, you're saying you're... if you don't qualify for champs, you're last anyway. Like, yes, bro. I've been saying that. <laughs> I've been saying that. It's like, inter- I, I hate when people get like ninth place. Like, no, man, you got dead last. You didn't get ninth. <laughs> you got dead last. I think uh, the biggest takeaway I have from all of these lists, again, no. we we haven't there hasn't been any games yet. I think again this year with the way things are set up. Major five will be very interesting because the middle pack of the CDL is very close. There's going to be a lot of split points in the champs race and who gets those eight spots should not ideally be decided before that event. I think it's going to come down to a couple of placings at the event and will once again be super exciting to see who is going to be having an absolute heartbreaker that weekend when they're not going to be pulling up to the last event of the season and who might pull in New York and be a surprise entry and get some momentum at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And for a team like Vegas, because Clay's in the chat, like they may have an opportunity here to get some points early uh, and be in the race and be able to play ahead and work through all the team stuff because they've looked pretty solid in scrims and might be sort of the surprise package to start the season. Yep. Dude, Clay's going to hate me, but you know you know the team last year who like got all their points online and like none of their points on land? Like that's going to be Legion this year, bro. No way. I'm you sorry, think so, Clay. Pat? You think so? Sorry. I think it's so. always good to start the season off hot, man. It always is. You get that confidence. You get some good early points. You get a good little bump. Clay's losing composure in the chat. Look at him. He's losing composure, you know? But bro, uh, T just ordering cookies at 4 a.m. with ice cream on them, bro. Like, they're an online <laughs> team. 
We'll see what happens with the Vegas Legion. But did you guys see that there's some mm -hmm. uh, some jerseys? Uh, I guess the CDL teams are able to customize jerseys this year. Have you guys seen all the jerseys yet? Here's a few of them right now. Yeah, we got LA yeah. Thieves. I don't think all of, them, all of them are not out yet. I think there's more getting released. Yeah, there's a lot more uh, that still need to be released. If you go to Call of Duty store, Tom, they have all the ones that have been released so far. Wait, yeah, wait, Florida, wait a second. The Florida hold jersey on. is fire. Yeah, hold so. on, hold on, hold on. Bro, yeah. that's a good Nate, jersey. Nate, what are you doing, bro? You don't that, like it, that, Pat? That didn't look no different than their old one. <clears throat> yeah, it, 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 there was a slight change to it. They added a little detail to it. Um, but we could take a look at all of them and we could pull it up. Honestly, the Florida Mutineers jersey looks great. Yeah, the Florida one might be the best one. The Florida, Florida Mutineers looks good. Florida and LAG so far. And again, we haven't seen all 12. Florida and LAG are probably the best one so far. Oh, that is design. clean, yo. It's pretty is, clean. Yeah, look at the back of it. Can you just, is there a way to see the back? The back um, is also yeah. the, the only thing I've heard about these jerseys, by the way, from talking to some pros, is they do kind of sit on your neck a little bit weird. There's... The way the neck is cut is really wide. It's like the real open. Yeah, I hate yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Damn, eighty dollars. I mean, it's a jersey, you know. Damn. It's a jersey. I actually really <laughs> like the Atlanta phase. No, no bias. I really like what Atlanta phase did with the AF yeah, and how they clean. they and made the like the pattern. The diamonds. And yeah, even the back looks clean. clean too. This is the back. You see the back? Wait, it looks clean. I don't know if it's the monitor, but does wow, LA the back of the Florida is sick. Yeah, can you can you click on the? Can you please click on the thieves? LA thieves has checkers. Yeah, they look like checkers. Nah, they're like fucking Croatia, yeah. Nah, Nate, bro. They got checkers, bro. You don't like it, Pat? No, man. He might have he might as well done the prison stripes, bro. No way. I kinda like it, Pat. Pat, what's your what's your fee for Nate to hire you to design a jersey for next season? I actually don't mind it. After after looking at that. Wait, wait, after after looking at that and they're selling that for 80, two million a year. Easy. Oh, they're selling they're selling a checkered board with the Thieves logo. I, I for actually eight? really like the at Los Angeles Gorillas too. Check this out. This is far too. They got all, no, LA Hundred Thieves actually has amazing apparel, bro. And they're selling that LAT jersey. Uh, yo, the Hundred Thieves designers must have been busy or something. They must good. have been on break. I like I like, I like the back of it. It looks yeah, really like, nice. And this is Boston Breach. Boston Breach with a more simple approach. I don't I mind feel it. Like, I feel like Breach could be could utilize that whole like mask gimmick they have a little bit more in their like I don't know their jersey design. Like oh, it's just a little. Plain. I think they just wanted I, to keep it the, simple. I think the Boston one. I'm very curious what the colorways are. Like, is it black white again? It's black it like green. Third? Right? Isn't no, no, it black I'm saying, green? I'm saying they like they not everybody can wear black. They gotta green. have a home and away. Yeah, bro. home and away. So there there might be a bro, third kit. White white might be their way. I feel like a dick saying this. <laughs> the, the mutineers gotta get a better roster if they got jerseys like that, bro. No way, pal. Bro, Why are you cooking them so bad, boy, pal? If you, got a, if you got a jersey like that, you gotta be top three in the league. There's, yo, there's only one jersey this year, so it means everyone's gonna be wearing black, bro. There's no, there's no alternate kit. Like, doesn't that kind of? At least they Flash? all look way different, though. At least none of them look alike, even if they are yeah. wearing like close to the same color. It's not like they're playing football, playing footy, where they like need to see the different. Kids. Yeah, but I, but I don't, I don't, I, I would as a fan, I'd like to see like two like, alternate yeah, designs. Two, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, 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 I see that this may be a cost maneuver, but it's gonna look weird on stage. Everybody wearing black jerseys. You see the oh, rocker yeah. with the? They got like the diamond look. I don't think that's that weird. The rocker was okay. I don't know. I just don't like the. I don't like the blue. The shade of blue they used. I feel like, like I feel uh, like the, the white AC, and black yeah. was forced, bro. I don't know. Yeah, but it should be like it like white's a traditional home color, right? It could be like black and then like you know, they're like Boston Breach, for example. Like go back green. to Boston Breach jerseys, bro. Invert those colors. It would sick. Yeah, if green it was white, yeah, it would be sick if they if they No no, were... it's not white, just literally 
Invert like, the colors. Yeah, yeah, do green. Like, is the main yeah. color. Like a, Oh, like all green? Yeah, the green with the blue. I don't know about yeah. that, bro. Nah, that would, Yo, that man, would be, look amazing. You, nah, bro, they'd be looking like boogers on stage. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, that would that'd be heat, I feel bro. like a white with, like, a seed, just keep the green, keep it the green how it is, change breach to black, and change the black to white, you know? Change and all the, the white on this to black, and change the black to white. Just kind of flip it. There's not really a need that'd for home in a way, but it's just more so for diversity. Mm -mm. I don't know. I always like the, I mean... I've always liked the whole like I remember uh, Optic used to do their like championship like Sunday white jerseys. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, know. I liked it. Well, I'm disappointed is only one jersey. I would love to see additional colorways throughout the year. That would be really sick. So hopefully maybe they roll something out more near the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And then uh, yeah, I like that we have got just like actual oh, creativity uh, in the jerseys. You know, that's nice. Yeah, how, come, how come they can create their own jersey but not their own skin in game? Their camo. Well, it's not. So supposedly they will create new skins what was reported by jacob hale so what year two those. supposedly from what's been discussed and reported it seems like those are coming early next year so uh tom before we go into questions yep i want to get chris and your and pat's thoughts so if you score yeah, on just Reddit, say everybody ben no no well not me because <laughs> i don't think i'm cool i think you guys can speak on this more than i can uh nate did an interview uh, I think with the CDL or with us with the Hundred Thieves podcast and talked about the Vegas Legion scrims and I want you to play that clip and uh, I'm curious your guys' thoughts. Where is it? Can you link it to me, Ben? It's in Reddit. I have it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just put it in the chat. Drop it in the chat and I'll I'll take a look at it. In Teamspeak chat? No, no, in my Twitch chat. Oh, your Twitch chat. I got yeah. you. Okay, we'll take a look at it and we'll we'll give our opinion. Yeah, we don't have to watch the whole clip. You can watch probably like the first minute of it and I'm curious your guys' thoughts on what. Okay. It's Nate a, it's chat's very, problem with very, pro gamers. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a very man. interesting take from Pat. We'll watch the, we can watch the or whole from, thing. Uh, Nate, sorry. It's two minutes. We'll watch it. Hindsight, after you've been far removed from it, and as you get older and learn how to communicate, it's it's the biggest problem with communication, in my opinion, in competitive teams, it's not about who's right or wrong. It's the tone that people use. I'll give you, the, like I said, a perfect example. I was watching scrims the other day while I was eating my lunch, and uh, Clayster and Temp are on a brand new team together, and I haven't said this. And I got a lot of respect for those guys. Me and Clay won together. And this has nothing to do with their talent or, or even personality. In Call of Duty specifically, and I'm sure it's like this in other games, this is the first, this is like the second day that this game has been out. And they're scrimming. And if you go back and watch this VOD, it's the tone of the way that they're calling out and the way that they're talking to each other. It's dismissive. It's passive aggressive. And people don't realize in, in, until you mature that the only way that you're going to be able to communicate some, with somebody and get something out of them and vice versa is by talking to them like a human being. You know, it, it, it's really all about delivery when you want somebody to listen. It, it's the tone of your voice. It's the energy. And I think that's the biggest problem in competition. Of course, there's certain points where you think you're right, they think they're right, somebody's wrong, hey, right? Wake up. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if everybody can remove themselves from the situation and realize, listen, there's a reason why we're all on a team together. We all, User if if you don't respect my talent, then we got we got a bigger problem. We need to fix that because then we just can't move for, for, forward together. But at the end of the day, if you do respect each other's talent and you do believe your team can win, you need to do everything in your power to make sure that you don't let, uh, you know, oh, I haven't eaten, so I've got a, I, I get hangry. And I used to, because I used to have the same problem. Uh, you know, I'd just call out and I'd make shitty comments and my tone would be off because everybody's frustrated, everybody's competitive, everybody wants to win. Um, I don't think I'm answering your question exactly the answer you're looking for, but I genuinely do believe that for people like Clay and Temp and for anybody, if you can learn how to communicate properly, 
and make sure you're heard by being respectful and talking about it at the right time when the map is over and everybody respects those rules and respects that mission that you're all on people wouldn't run into as many problems as they as they do well, after hearing that from Nate Shot, we do have Clayster joining us live on the flank. Clay, <laughs> what are your immediate thoughts after watching, after watching that video? What are your hey. immediate thoughts, boss? Hey, he's spitting facts, right? Like, anybody can admit that what he said is true, right? Like, there is a way to do things, and there's a certain way to go about speaking to each other. Huh? But it's all about having that mutual respect for each other. And that's the key thing in all of it. And all of, in the entirety of feedback delivery, if the person you're giving feedback or criticism to doesn't respect what you're saying, then it's never going to work no matter how you say it. If you say it in a calm voice or an angry voice, right? Mm -hmm. There's only a certain amount of people. Pat is one of these people in the call right now. We would genuinely give feedback so direct and brutally honest on complexity, but that's how we operated because we knew it was just for the betterment of the team. We could talk to each other a certain way, all of us, and we all understood that it was only for the betterment of the team. It comes from a place of trying to get the team better, right? Mm -hmm. And what Matt is saying is like, yeah, we're, we're showing you scrims in the first couple of days. We're also playing that up like crazy. You know, streams have been off the last two weeks, and we've had some, like, deep conversations speaking to each other like this, right? Right. And, and so it's like you got to understand it's all entertainment. You know, any time in the middle of a game people are giving feedback, it's coming from a place of frustration, like you just got broken or you fucked up a rotation or someone didn't call out, right? And you're pissed you died. That's what it comes from every time. And, of course, in the moment, it's going to sound heated. It's going to sound disrespectful. But if everyone's on the same page and understands this is how we're doing things, you know, we're, we're able to talk to each other in the middle of scrims and be like, yo, in this moment, do this instead and learn from it. Then I feel like it's fine, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like with complexity, though, too, <clears throat> Clay, you were winning everything, right? So I feel like hey, having Tom, that passive-aggressive attitude. Why. That's why, baby. That's why we were winning everything. <laughs> but, I, but, I'm, but I'm also saying, say, say you weren't winning everything, right? Say another team had that same attitude and they weren't winning everything. Because right, you guys' attitude wasn't hey, the only we reason talking, why you were winning. If, if we were Let's talking be honest. Like how Nate, If we were talking about how Nate wants us to talk, we wouldn't have been winning everything. Mm -hmm. You think Tom, so? You think so? Listen, it's real simple. It's real simple. Two things. Three things, actually. My bad. One. Nate is 100% right in a corporate, normal business environment without question, no debate. Right. However, in an ultra competitive environment, and this mm -hmm. goes for any sport, team, whatever you want to compare it to, there are massive exceptions to the rule. Um, I think Clay brought a good example of like, you know, dude, like think, of, think about being on LeBron's team in the NBA. I don't give a fuck, and, and I'm sure every NBA player thought this. Like, I would not care how LeBron delivered a message to me if that's LeBron. Like, I'm, I'm taking it in. Like, I, it doesn't it doesn't matter the delivery. So, in in general, in an ultra competitive environment, when everyone understands there is a common goal, and that common goal is simple. It's winning. It's to be the best. It is it is very simple. Like. That is the only goal that we're here for. That's all we're trying to do. We want to win. Nothing else matters. Like, bro, you, 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 the delivery is irrelevant. It, it really is. If, if I respect you, and, and that's something that you, you like, that's a bond you make when you form the team, right? When you, when you pick up players, when you all come together as a team, you, you make that commitment right away. And no matter what happens from that moment to the, to the next event or the event after that or to when you're done teaming, like, bro, it's to be better. It's to win money. And, and that's a big thing. And I think, I think Clay, this is where the disconnect comes. Back then in the complexity era, and this goes for a lot of teams, there was no money. 
you were not making money if you weren't winning, period. You just weren't. And so the only goal was to make money. And the only way to make money was to win. And you had to win or you were you were straight up wasting your time if you weren't winning back then. The only, I mean, the only problem I have, uh, Pat, with the, with the whole LeBron thing, right? You can say the same thing, right? That's what people say when this conversation comes up. Look at Michael Jordan. Look at Kobe. Look at LeBron. They're also Michael Jordan. Kobe, LeBron, that's who they... Bro, they're dropping fucking 40 a game, triple doubles, hey, superstars. Tom, you know what Tom, I'm saying? Hey, they earned the, they earn the right to act a certain way. Don't play that way. I, I'm I just think, saying, uh, Pat, uh, imagine you had a fucking shit can on your team screaming at you. You would not <laughs> sit there and fucking and, and, and act well, all cool to, and have, have the same mentality. They have to know what they're talking about, bro. Like, and I think that's the biggest yeah, t-shirt. Shit and all, can like... was just bullshit. <laughs> I'm not listening. But that's what I'm but saying. But that's the point. At the high level, at a professional level, like, the, the person sitting next to you shouldn't be a shit can, right? Like, that's the whole point. All, like, all I'm saying is... The, the greatest teacher is experience and all of my best teams Tommy we did this I know you my best teams have done this that's how you figure out issues after the fact we also do it in a much more calm way but in the moment those those yeah. arguments get to a point that lead you to a like a solution but right saying, Clay, and if you don't have built those, like that you know Clay? Clay, 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 no let play finish let him finish man let him finish let him finish let play finish let's hear it man yes that helped when it was you, Dylan, uh, and Ian. But let's not act like, you know, towards the end of your guys' team, I think that also became a problem in you guys, the barrier in you guys getting better, no? Yeah, we all got egos. Everyone has egos. And That's he, why the arguments did. happen in the first place. If you can get a team where nobody has an ego <laughs> yeah, and you can talk is. to each other normally, like yeah, like an true. office environment, then you do it, right? That but like true. Everyone at this level has, has to have an ego to perform in the top 50 players in the world. Like You have to have some confidence in yourself and have some sort and, of an ego. You know? If you are, if you are defending like that, your yeah. opinion when you're a top 50 player, even if you're wrong, right? Like Even yeah. if you're wrong and you don't know, if if you're not defending your opinion, like th that's problem number I, one. I, I think I think for me the, the 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 whole like tone of voice and how you deliver and stuff like that only usually applies to when you're like at the beginning of like a team when you like or let's say you guys aren't like you guys don't have this bond yet, right? You're teaming with people that you might not have teamed before or stuff like that. Or or in my case, like I've I've dealt with this right when I'm I'm teaming with the amateurs or I'm teaming with people that are, are young or that that don't have the experience I do. I think a lot of the 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 way you deliver things and how you handle things um definitely matters a lot more but like if i'm teaming with clay for example like if a lot of that stuff is going to go out the window because we have like a we have like a stronger bond than that we've known each other for a long time we're we're very competitive and we know that um we're not going to take those things you we're, we're going to take those things on the chin hey, you know uh, we, we we have to say about each other it's but... all about who it is man yeah. and it, that's it the thing like the with, with don i've known don for so fucking long and i know we can speak to each other like that we've chilled in so many different settings i know we can talk to each other like that i do not speak that way to tj or to byron i deliver the feedback to them in a much different way but yeah. like those kind of conversations was and even theory to an extent like there was a lot of stuff about the coaches and like and and him and don kind of going at it on stream but like dude their history goes back further than one month right like that the game has been out like they mm -hmm. played together all last year together like they obviously are comfortable speaking to each other like that like they have a closer bond than anybody on the team right now you know like yeah. so it, it's just about who it is how you can speak to them and if it's okay to do it and so, like there is some people you can't right like you can't yeah. speak to everyone like that like yeah. i couldn't talk to paco like that right when he first joined the team like he would yeah. just shut down right and it yeah, just depends none of us talked to teep like that Think no, we didn't. Teep no, we didn't. Teep no. didn't talk to us like that. Like it, it's just <laughs> exactly. like, bro, you just yeah, it's, it's something that's like if you're not in the team, if you're not in the day to day, 
you're not going to understand it. And yeah, you might see like a short glimpse in a stream where you see a clip and you make an assumption, but it's like, if you're not in the, the trenches day to day, or you don't understand, yeah. like it's, it's the same thing. We don't see the the locker rooms, right? Of like of of all the sports teams you're fans of, you don't see the locker rooms, bro. You don't know what's going on. Like, it. it I don't know. I just think it's a way different it, thing. Nate's clip, yeah. I think, is just out of context. Like, he's a business owner now. Like, he he obviously hasn't been in that environment in a long time. What? I know for a fact Clay used to be or not Clay. Nate used to be like that in his ultra competitive <laughs> way. Yeah, he like, said that. He said that. Yeah, that, that, it's just that's bro, the other when you're thing in an about... ultra competitive environment, that's just how it is. Like, bro, I I, I literally I, I work at Ubisoft. You got like I'm in fucking meetings at Ubisoft, like doing this shit I was doing when I competing. Like it's just a way different environment. When you wanna when you wanna get something out of people, yeah, you obviously don't speak to the way you would in a number point zero one percentile ultra competitive environment like yeah. that's, that's yeah. I, just, I just pictured not, pat in the office screaming at everybody it's not translatable and uh but the thing is though we're all not perfect man i mean we've all we've all been to the, in, the, in that point where maybe we've talked to somebody the wrong way that well maybe we we probably <laughs> didn't or thought we we could get away with but i mean in that clip i guess it's um it's definitely out of context and i bro, think that you they, they know too. what they're doing everything was twitchcon bro like that's all it was like it, our practice didn't really start until a week and a half ago you know what i'm saying like yeah everything all that everything, all... everything was for the views and the subs bro like i mean <laughs> Wait, we all said, said everything that. was twitchcon yeah it was vegas twitchcon bro that we you know we were streaming every day oh okay i didn't, I didn't the hours. reference it first okay no, i loved it, it i think it, you guys need to turn the streams yeah. back on bro you <laughs> i'm sure you loved it i love that shit bro. Oh, yeah. you had the fucking i, still I had it up i had the zoom still, zone up i still will never forgive you for literally getting donnie to delete a youtube video or a twitch vlog <laughs> that i was watching mid-watch for content i was so <laughs> mad um but one last thing i want to say about the whole subject uh in just some way that you, you talk to people i think that's where like the coach comes in a lot of the time yeah um we're handling those heated arguments and maybe getting people you know bringing people down to earth i actually had to deal with something like that today uh during during my um my you know my challenger team where people are literally just like getting heated or getting irritated in the game about like things going wrong and other people doing stuff wrong and and like there just needs to be a time and place for it. And granted, it is healthy to have those arguments, regardless of how you hash them out. Maybe you hash them out differently with certain players because you guys are more comfortable. Um, there's there's definitely a time and place. So maybe mid-scrim, mid-match, definitely not the thing to do because um, that just throws off your whole practice. It throws off the whole map. There's no point. But after the map is done, which, which was, uh, I think, something that Nate said, the time and place, like after the map is done or after practice, I think that's the perfect time. Have at it, but mid game, dude. I've done that before. I will say it's a it's it's evolved. It's evolved. Back in the day, like Pat with me and you, Tom with me and you, like our teams, how we used to do it, we would be cooking each other the entire map if we got into it. Like we would chalk a map. Chalk a map over one mistake. Hold on, hold on. on. I don't. I don't play anymore. But I actually stand by this. I I would rather chalk a map fully. Chalk a map. Guarantee that whatever that issue is never happens again. Like we're all 100% on the same page, never happens again. And chalk the map. I, I would I would take that trade off every single time. And this, hold on, I'm actually gonna bring up in World War II. This is actually what nah, happened bro. on my team multiple times, bro. Like we chalked multiple maps over multiple plays that, like at the time, I felt were like legit. If we continue making these plays, like we're going nowhere, bro. We chalked the maps. We we hey, th- those plays never happen again. 
We won champs. That's all I'm saying. Nah, but bro, first, first hard point. Somebody fucks up a rotation, fucks up something, bro, and it's it over with. It depends on what it is. Listen, you gotta have, you gotta, you gotta be able to have the awareness to like, <laughs> if you're gonna chalk a map, bro, you gotta have the awareness to call out a play that like actually matters. Like if 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 Clay got bad timing, right? Like you don't you don't chalk a map over that. But if, if it's like an actual mistake that you've not only addressed before. But it's continuing to happen, like bro. I'm. I don't care. Chalk and then when you make like, the mistake the, the same issue. day, shit really hits the fucking fan. Next yeah. do it next bro, year, bro. If you have those talks, new, like this can nah, never happen again, and roster. it happens the next day, that's what shit really teammate, goes bro. down. Looking for a new teammate. The truth no of cap. the matter too is, it's hard. Like if you care about what you're doing, you care about the competition that you're doing. It's hard to be like not like come off that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's yeah. hard to re like rein yourself in. Like I've even I've seen it in a Matt stream in the last year, him playing Valorant, getting pissed at his teammates, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. it's like if oh, you're in bro. any competitive setting, you're gonna like you know, if you care about it, it I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to like pull it back. Bro, if my teammate's not getting like hype and pissed off at a bad play, I'm questioning his passion. No bullshit. Straight up. Straight I'm, up. I'm He's questioning got no passion. passion. He's bro, getting listen, dropped. Hey, I actually remember the example. It was London Docks, bro. App, App and Silly were our subs, bro. Adam will back me up on this. They were not hitting fire on London docks. They were, like, jumping off top mid, hitting water, or going around street. I was losing my mind. They had the PPSHs not going in fire. I, I don't know how many London docks I chalked, but, hey, at Champs, when, it, when, 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 when push came to shove, hey, they were in fire every life doing their thing, doing their thing. Yeah. And, and hey, if, if that was the result, I'm, I'm taking it all day. I'll take the blame for being the dick. That chalked. I don't know how many London docks, but when it came to champs, they were hitting fire. And I don't know. How, I don't think we lost the London docks. <laughs> Look at you, Pat. So inspirational. But hey, if it works, it works, boys. If it I works, appreciate it you works. bringing me in. Y'all have yeah, a good Clay, rest thanks of the for plank, in, man. Yes, sir, bro. Thank Later, you, Clay. boys. Later, bro. Peace out, man. Let's switch the conversation on over and head over to the Reddit questions. Unless anything else got anything else, Ben? You got anything on your chest you want to get no, over? Or anything? Let's move on to the questions. Let's take a look here. Let's take a look. First question's coming in from Brinks. He said, "Why do you think Activision put a good amount of money into the CDL just to never advertise it and dictate features into the games that are absolutely anti-competitive?" with no recourse to accommodate a competitive side not even a red dot option anymore or do you believe this game uh and the last game's poor competitive state is rooted solely in iw and sledgehammer's design philosophies and activision shares little to no blame there's a, a lot good of, question great question a lot of, a lot of, a lot of it's like a five 15 part question on the advertisement front especially in the last title there was a whole cdl section that i thought was pretty clear in terms of advertisement do I think that they need to do a better job promoting CDL on the Battle.net client? I absolutely think they need to start using that tool more. Hey, what do you mean? We saw we saw Zinni on the front page. Yeah, no, they, we did see Tony on the front push, page. We saw but him. They, but they need, to, they need Yo, to do more of a CDL. Y'all think, think Tony screenshotted that and printed it and has got it hung up somewhere in his room on his fridge? I guarantee he does. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty fire if he did that, though. It's a big accomplishment. You're on the front page of Battle.net. It's pretty cool. I'll be, be like, Yo, that's pretty cool if I saw my face on Battle.net. I think that's pretty cool. What was it advertising? His stream? Yeah, uh, it was. It was, was like a. They basically did an influencer spotlight around the Warzone and MW2 launches. So oh, that's okay. pretty cool. One of those people, yeah. Not bad. Uh, I think. I think it's a good question, and Chris and you guys can all chime in. I. I, I think you, they, there's a lot of good work that gets done in terms of promoting CDL. I think there's a lot, way more that they can do. Um, I think especially within the confines of Battle.net, the game client. I also think that I personally think that uh, the CDL Twitter account and other kind of owned and operated channels by Activision, especially on Twitter and on YouTube, can do a better job. I think not only advertising when the matches are on, but I think like 
build their content around promoting the storylines and other kind of stuff around the CDL. I think they could do a better job. Girl, I'm going to keep it a buck. The way that I see the way the, the, the things work nowadays, or maybe they've always worked this way. I think Activision, they just the the, the developers, the the league, they go to they go to them with ideas and they just do all the legal stuff behind it. And the only thing that they're responsible for is how can this make us money? Outside of that, they probably don't give a flying fuck. They don't they probably don't even understand the like the league. They probably don't know like like all this stuff. I think most of most of the stuff, the, the design philosophies that get put into these games is purely game dev side. You yeah. can see it because when every game comes out, it's completely different. Some games have squad spawns, some games have red dots, some games have these this type of gameplay, this type of map design. I think all the I think the competitive stuff is purely on the game developers because they are the ones ultimately that design the game and we just make it work and then all the like the legal stuff and all and, and like the actual um like the money side that is all activision but in terms of the actual gameplay and what we do on a daily basis i'm telling you i think that that straight up just comes from the design the designers the the the, the studios what do you think pat <laughs> there's no Tom, way it does there's Tom, no way to trap me time you're trying to trap me no you don't have to answer if you don't want to answer is too big activision um, is too big of a company like like to the point where they have to deal with all this little shit like listen, their think, only thing is the money i think it's really simple i mean and legal i think stuff. i i think part of what chris said is right in terms of like yeah the, the games are fully you know designed and decided on by the studios themselves and i think of the big issue that we see year to year is that the the amount of people at studios that advocate for the competitive side um at least from a higher level standpoint i don't i don't think they exist at at infinity ward um i i think that's why we see a lot more with the treyarch titles um because there are you know people in in high positions in those studios that do care about the cdl product whether it you know whether it's not a priority or not like that's that's who cares nah. but 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 i do think that there are people in positions that are you know influential that can you know really abdicate for the competitive community because they care that this is a you know like one that community that exists but 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 to a product i don't i i do agree i don't think activision has honestly any I would doubt they had any control over the actual game at all. Yeah, like 100%. any um, outside of like, please, you know, submitting requests, like, please make sure we have this feature for this. We, we very much need it. But again, it's, it's a low priority for the studios themselves. And, you know, when they get to it, they'll get to it. And there's probably obviously like some things that are like must haves, but, but again, like at this point when there's so much, you know, you're at a point now where like these studios, Codcaster, for example, right? Like they have, they have this, you know they have codcaster legacy from like modern warfare 19 like they, they they already kind of have these these features it's not like they have to create new features yeah. if if they did i think that would be the really really scary part for cdl if yeah. they had to create features that didn't exist because yeah. it, it would just be so low priority for these studios um and so and so yeah i just think that like it just comes down to the fact yeah. that at these studios maybe sledgehammer i don't really know if you know how many people they they they, they have that they used to have but um there, there's just not people there that advocate for the competitive community Activ anymore activision's only priority in this and i can assure you is literally just monetization and legal shit everything else is left up to the studio as long as the games have a battle pass and monetization features and they're not crossing any fucking legal lines then 
they don't care as long as they're selling copies. I, I think that's in, an in over. Opinion. I think it's a grow a little bit of oversimplification, Chris. Like there okay. are people. You think Activision that, cares or knows you, if a game has red dots or not? I, I think there are to say that everybody is about money. True, yeah. There are a lot of people. Listen, they're a publicly traded company. There are a lot of people in senior executive positions whose compensation is tied to stock performance, right? So obviously that drives the Yo, financial sh- part. Sh- Speaking of that, ben, but, are you, but look, are you I, in I, on the Activision twenty percent arbitrage play on Microsoft acquiring them? Not financial advice, anybody. Just asking. I, I don't. I don't have Activision stock, so I'm not going to speak to any of that. But <laughs> okay. uh, what I would Just say ask. though, Chris, is I think there are people though in Activision that aren't necessarily concerned about the money. They're concerned about social sentiment. They're concerned about you know making sure people are streaming the game on Twitch that the influencers are happy. So there are a lot of other competing okay. interests that funnel yeah, into definitely. making money. I think, look, I think where this all sums to the fact of what we discussed earlier on the show, I think that there is momentum now, and hopefully folks at CDL and other people at Activision can get this done, to put a headcount somewhere in one of these studios to work purely on competitive-related features, such as, you know, supporting Codcaster, making sure, like, the CDL game modes work, rank play, like, all that stuff. Yeah. But people were advocating and, and have the headcount, by the way, to work on those products. Yeah, I, I like 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 I was saying, I think the developers are probably the more people at fault because, like you said, some of the developing studios have people that care about competitive in, in high places. I think it's up to 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 Activision, I guess, to step in right in this situation and get some of those people involved in, in some of these studios that clearly don't care, like Infinity Ward, um, to, 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 to have like some sort of base to, to, for, co- for competitive Call of Duty. So stuff like this doesn't happen with, a, you know, every coming release. But I don't know. I think I think that's like really the only place that or the only thing that they can do at this point is mm-hmm. step in in that scenario. And hey, uh, moving on the to next the one. next question is this question for all four of y'all. Why do you think it'll get better? And I think maybe add on to that. Or do you think it's not going to get better? We have a two-year. What's the why cycle. here? Yeah, yeah I was say, who, thinks, who thinks it'll get better? Yeah, I'm no, confused no. as to why he said why. No, no, yeah, is he talking about like the CDL or the no, game? I think, he's, I think he's talking about like the game state. I mean, they like I think because it has to. We have this the for game a state cycle. Yeah. it cannot be like this. I mean, I don't think it can years. get worse. Yeah, I think it's at the like the bottom bottom of what it could yeah, be right said, now. why do you think it'll get better who said it'll get better yeah i mean you think it you think we it's at rock that. you think it's at rock bottom right now Pat, it'll get better yeah. there's no way they don't make improvements maybe I, add I, some not, other maps I, I think it's ridiculous to be glass half empty on the show but i've always come at it a different way than you guys <laughs> like I, I think this game what does that even mean get, get, well i feel like sometimes we're a little bit pessimistic on the show but it is what it is uh i feel like with the way the game is now they need to fix the fucking issue with the private matches get that going Get fucking rank play going. And I think most importantly, Clay, that's exactly where I was going. The most important thing we want to see over the next three to four months is get some new maps in the mix here. This game with some quality maps could be very good. Right now, that's a miss, and they have some time oh, to improve I, that. I think they actually made the Warzone maps, or the Warzone map, and then were like, hmm, this is an interesting POI, multiplayer. Yeah, no, they did. <laughs> that's for sure what happened. And they did, sure they definitely happened. did that. There's no and way. Then, and, then, and then after they got like nine of them, they drove around LA and was like, damn, I like that spot. Let me yeah, get like that the Getty Museum. And then someone came in the studio and was like, hey, I was in, uh, I was in Amsterdam. What do you think about this hotel? <laughs> I went to the yeah. I went to the Singapore Grand Prix. This racetrack seems pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It almost <laughs> seems like that's how they went about it. Ben, tell us more about Scrimbucks. Oh God, no comment, bro. Y'all, I'm i done on the Scrimbucks. Ben, to be fair, so a lot of people are defending you. They're saying that that Scrimbucks is a popular term in other esports. 
People are defending I, you, bro. I mean, I think like the way to explain a lot in other esports is like that scrims, like scrim results don't matter. So that's where the scrim bucks things comes. It's just like imaginary money. I try to come at it from like what Pat was saying on the like experience and uh, kind of like situational standpoint. But I'm done talking about fucking scrim bucks. Okay. Early on, just too early on <laughs> okay. that shit. And then uh, somebody came in. He's got the final boss tag. I like that. Check that out. You should have the new... red one. You should have the red one. Do they have a red one? I thought that was their color, like black and blue. I thought it was like black hey, and blue like hey, that. Hey, Tom, that was the Halo one. That's all I'm going to say. That's oh, all I'm going to say. You got to check out uh, Burn Bridges, Crim Six's uh, podcast, if you want to you know, I wonder. Wanna I hear more. Activision still owns, I think Activision technically owns the intellectual property for Final Boss, right? Do they? Yeah, because Final Boss is owned by MLG and they bought yeah, MLG. But, so yeah, but I, I, wonder, I wonder if everything was included in that. Or not every everyone, everything. Like, no, I feel like I feel like MLG would should would have wanted to keep some of those like legacy IPs to them, well, not to so, themselves, but maybe maybe left it out of the deal or bought it bought it out themselves. So the way that deal went down, if I remember correctly, is MLG was sold. Some assets were placed under a holding company that I don't know what happened to. I don't know if it really even exists anymore. But I would assume Guarantee that the final boss Index IP went back to Final Virginia. Boss. Well, like MLG Twitter account went over to Activision, so someone has control of it. It's such a sick brand. I would love to see it come back, man. Uh, yeah, but he said, do we need a new competitive FPS arcade shooter to compete with Call of Duty? Yes, competition is always great for everybody involved. It keeps people innovating <sighs> and making new products. <sighs> I mean, you know what I'd what I, what I be up to. You know what I'd be up to. Hey, Pat, we're waiting, bro. We're waiting for the drop, bro. We're waiting for the release, man. I think it's you know going to be hard, though, regardless to garner that's the, the, you know as much attention as it is. Call of Duty It's going to be very does. hard. It's, Call of Duty is such a big name. It's kind of like the whole thing with like World of Warcraft. If you guys know anything about MMOs, they're always just like, oh, what's the WoW killer? What's going to kill World of Warcraft? I don't, I don't think there will ever be a, a, a game thing. killer, though. That's, that's yeah, not, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's what the... I know, I know, I know. I don't think that's what anyone should be after. I think, like, I think if anything... The brand is too big. Like Call of Duty just has too much of a... A brand like i think that's... if anything though pat i mean outside of your game that's currently being developed out of all the games that do you have like potential to to get that sort of like fan base and capture that sort of fan base it's probably apex if apex released some sort of like like actual like multiplayer inspired like um version of their game i think th that game right now is very popular and it's got a lot of those you know things that you know some of the people that play um I, I, I you know competitive would. fps it's, got, like, it's got that it's got that i saw i think jake lucky talk about this on twitter that's about apex it's got that it's got that movement like skill gap and i think that would be an interesting okay, but, but people isn't, are saying isn't, people isn't see, their game literally just titanfall like, people are saying titanfall but yeah, like dude the titanfall that was their game dude yeah but all of it's like ground war and like fucking mechs and shit i'm talking about like the arcade shooter like like the small maps i don't, I don't, type I don't stuff, think right? apex would work as a, like a 6v6 arcade shooter though like i, I don't think it would yeah i mean i don't know i was just trying to think maybe like a game like that because it has a lot of popularity Mm -mm. Uh, yeah, and then Rambo also came in with a question. He said, "Do you guys think competitive growth would suffer if the competitive side of the game was separated from the standard game and tuned differently? Example: When you open the game, you'd have the option to go in MW2, Warzone 2.0, single player, etc., but also a CDL. Ranked play would live there, private lobbies would live there, and different game tunings, health, weapon tuning, audio, etc." I mean, there's a lot of different things that they can do to the what's, whole. What's, what's his question? Does Does he think it would be affected? Or I, I think the problem. I, I think nah. it's a good question, Ray. But I don't. I don't think the question's best direct. I, I don't think anyone on this show is going to disagree. I think the question is to developers: Would they be like? Would they be open? Because they've got to support the the actual execution of that. 
And also that's for, a bigger question from an Activision side, would they yeah. be even willing to sign off on that? Because if you know what we were saying earlier is true, they, you know, we've been talking about it. Like the, we, they, we are seen as marketing tools to the actual game every year. Um, loot lane granted, we aren't, you know, as big as some of the other um, streamers or stuff like that, or we might be a smaller population. We still help advertise the game and we are a marketing tool um, to the actual game every single year. So like we would be technically lost because we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be advertising every new call of duty. We would just be advertising the competitive stuff. So I don't know if they would even want to do that. If they, if the, if that was even a good idea. I mean, I, I talked about this on stream, but like the first thing that should be popping up is competitive. You know, there should be a competitive play this there when the game releases that way people can see it right there in front of them i also think skill-based matchmaking kind of messes up pubs a little bit like if you remove skill-based matchmaking out of pubs make a public playlist but really promote the competitive playlist kind of slap it on there just make sure it's got a good rank system kind of like how world war ii had it you know it's so you got to think about how like other games are doing it like valorant right like valorant has other game modes and deathmatch and other things you could do but where does everybody gravitate towards when they want to play the game at a high level they go towards rank they go towards competitive cod needs to get to that level where ranked competitive becomes the focus for those players who want to take it to the next level and if they just want to casually play then go play public matches N nobody's stopping people from grabbing a brewski and going to play some pubs i i mean i, I think you're wrong though tom i think mm -hmm. skill-based matchmaking is affecting people from grabbing yeah. a brewski and playing some pubs no no there, i'm, I, a, I, I'm a, wait you think it is affecting people it's stopping there, there's, them there's, there's Bro, a, I, I, that's I, what i'm saying it should Bro, be you? no skill-based matchmaking where they could just chill the fuck out and just fucking you know fucking shoot some newbies hey. you know Hey Tom, I mean, you you sound like you've been consulting on X Defiant. You've been <laughs> well, following what, Mark Rubin on Twitter. Is this Twitter. what you're talking about over there? Is this what you're talking about or not? Yeah, we, yeah, no skill based matchmaking in the casuals. It just needs to be. It needs to be public matches. It needs to be no skill based matchmaking. Strictly casual. Have some fun. Anybody can play it. You get thrown into it. It's way more casual, right? And you had the rank playlist. That should be the first thing you see. The first thing you do when you hit multiplayer COD should be competitive rank. This should be the first thing you see you I know then next to that this is what pisses me off rank then next to that should say public yeah. you click on public and it should have different you know team deathmatch free-for-all whatever the game a, modes a, you a know well done rank play is literally the reason you don't need skill-based matchmaking like yeah. that that's what i don't understand this is this is what is always perplexing like when you when you see online even when you see like the super casual call of duty community on like the reddit complain and like say why skill-based matchmaking is good it's like if, if you have a, a well-done rank system, you can, if you're a, a casual player, you can play ranked and have the exact same experience. Nothing nothing changes for you. You have mm -hmm. the exact same experience that you're wanting. You're getting to play against your skill level players. The only difference is there's a rank next to your badge instead of a number, like or a rank next to your name instead of a number. But you as want far as the gameplay experience, it's the exact same. It's, you it's literally know what, the exact same. It is skill-based matchmaking. You want to what the skill-based matchmaking stuff is in there for, though? Is like Call of Duty wants to grow as like a brand, as a game and stuff like that and attract new players into their franchise that, you know, stay for a while. And so for the skill-based matchmaking, that's a good thing for that for for that, for that that sort of a, um, what they're trying to do. The reason is a lot of these people, they don't have um, they don't have prior stats. They don't have any sort of uh, you know, history on the Call of Duty games and stuff like that that they can use to get into their skill-based matchmaking algorithm. So when they join in, they oh they they drop into a pub and they're playing against straight noobs. Yeah. And so all these players go in, 
they don't get bullied by better players. They don't get bullied by people that have been playing Call of Duty for years. And so they 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 play against these noobs. They have a good time, and they're like, "Wow, maybe I'll keep playing." And and just like that, they almost like groom them into being um, like long term fans of the Call of Duty franchise. So they're more likely to purchase games, to 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 buy skins, to buy you know, whatever the hell, or buy the next Call of Duty next year. That's what the skill based matchmaking algorithm is for. It's to protect people that literally don't play the game or, or are new to the game, so that way they can they can kind of get them into the call of duty um franchise that's what's that's what that's for this is this is this is kind of off topic but did you guys see um you guys you probably didn't snipe down was tweeting about skill based yeah, the, the, the other apex day thing, yeah. on apex and and yeah. how it like ruins his opportunity to like play with his girlfriend or his his wife um and the 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 online tech director from from ea or I guess it's respawn. I whoever, saw whoever. this. I did see um, this. He he replied to the thread and he basically kind of broke down um, how their skill based matchmaking works, and 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 this is super flawed. Like, and he to be fair, he even admitted like there's flaws in their system and they're going to make adjustments. But like, if if you Q or Tom, right? If if you and and like five casuals queue up, right? Like five just brand new players queue up in a in a game, the the skill based matchmaking goes off your MMR. Right, like your hidden MMR, the the party leader, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, that ruins the experience for five people in the lobby. And so it's like, I I feel like Scoobish matchmaking is is really only catered to people who play solo anyway, because from a party experience, like, and I don't know how many players in Call of Duty like party up with their friends and play casually, but like, if if it's going off the best player in the lobby only, the experience is ruined for for everyone else anyway. So it's like. It's really only catered to just the people who hop on and solo queue. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think there's good way matchmaking is just perplexing anyway. But to me, I just feel like the the way the product's set up now for Call of Duty is everything's just a funnel to Warzone, and they they obviously have the information where Warzone is what is making outside of the selling physical copies. Like that's obviously the the key to them. But like after that, I feel like Warzone is the real. The real money maker, and I, I, think, I think like multiplayer is just a funnel. Like everything is just now a funnel to Warzone. Well, that's oh, that's where we assume it the is. mobile. Like, I think you just made kind of the major point in all of this. Like you brought up the snipe down example where someone from a studio was like, "Here's how it works. Here's what we're working on." I think we're lacking like that public comp strategy out of the studios outside of when Treyarch is really the lead developer because they're pretty open book sometimes on social media. I think from IW from Sledge, we haven't gotten that, and I think that's why we have these weird, kind of different side conversations and debates about TTK, about SBMM, about other things, and there really isn't. We're not getting on the same page or alignment with the developers, and it's it's making is, a destroying experience. This is also completely separate, but but I'm I I I I think this like I, this is my theory. Um, I think at these really low levels of Call of Duty multiplayer, like the very low end of, uh, let's just say where like the majority of the player base is, probably like the 50%, the very low MMR players. I have a theory that they're not playing against real people. I, I think, I think, think they're, they're playing, playing as bots. I think they're playing as bots in multiplayer. Bro, I, I, that's I, a hot I, conspiracy bro, theory. I, I, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. I really I, wish I knew how it I'm pretty sure. Like... I'm pretty sure Activision has the, the like, patent for that too i wish i really knew how it worked because and that's not the same disrespect and say people are just asked i just generally think for retention they're playing against bots pat said that it's it's good for the solo player and I, i i get that maybe to a degree but at the same time why is it that when i play pubs i'm paired up with probably people that don't hold the controller 
um, with their hands. They probably hold it with their feet. And uh, they just never played the game before, clearly, because you can tell. How the hell is that good for their experience? I don't know how the, the matchmaking algorithm works. I don't know if maybe, like you get to a certain skill level where it just bugs it out because I don't know how the game expects me to carry these people. And there's no, if I'm not having a good time and I'm the only one that can get a kill, how the fuck are they having a good time? Cause they are getting actually bullied by the other team dropping 300 shrieks on them while I'm really fighting for my life. Like how the hell does it actually work? Mm. Because it does not make any sense at all. Sometimes <laughs> yep. with the teammates that you get in your lobbies. Yeah, it actually doesn't. But let's move on now. Let's move on to the next question. Why don't players utilize other social media outlets and their algorithms like TikTok and YouTube to vocalize and publicize the problems and frustration? Twitter is the only outlet being used. No spam tweeting to a bunch of COD followers is only leading to diminishing returns. No. What do you guys think? Is that true? I mean, I feel like plenty of people put out YouTube content in the last couple of days. Yeah, and TikTok too. I see a lot of people on TikTok. On a podcast, they put out TikTok clips of them talking about this. I don't know if this is necessarily true. I've seen, uh, I think more pro, more pro players might be able to utilize TikTok more. Like I don't see, a, I do see some pros on TikTok though. Like, I see Dylan, I see Attach on there. I see Shotzi on there. Um, Priesta. I, I actually think it's the, the opposite. Octane. Almost. Go ahead, Pat. I, I, I actually got enough. I, no, I think the other platforms for a majority of people are that is diminishing returns. Like, um, and, and this goes for content creators in general, right? Like, if it, if everybody could do it, that would be a lot. That would be a lot more. Um, I I, I just feel like, and, and this is, I mean, you can go and look at a ton of people. Like, there's been people who have literally like grinded, grinded content on other platforms, and after a while, it's just like there, it it was no. You know, they, there really was no point. There was no growth there. Um, outside of Twitch, I feel like that's the the main thing for a majority of these people. There there are going to be some that definitely blow up on other platforms, but I, I think, I don't know, I just feel like that's kind of a... Yeah, uh, I think I think you would have to have like a fan, topic. I think you would have to have like a fan base built up on there that you know likes you and your personality and stuff like that. Because if you just went on there, let's say I just made a TikTok and started posting um random clips and stuff like that about how I'm complaining about the CDL and its problems, it's probably just gonna get a whole bunch of casuals hating on me about Call of Duty, right? But like if you're if you're yeah. like a known personality and you already have that brand, like if I'm sure if like let's say Tommy's Tommy started, you you started doing a TikTok, right? Yep. If you At Tommy Zoom on TikTok, there, go check it out. If you if you go on there and sometimes post uh flank clips about where we're talking about hot topics about the flank and and the state of call of duty and stuff like that i'm sure you you'd probably get some positive feedback right but i mean it's it depends i mean if players just start doing it now and just going on there to complain and then and post problems probably not going to do much good mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say last thought on this this goes again we we're doing a good job of bringing the things we discussed in the beginning of the show and answering these questions to this point of why are we not Vocalizing frustration better if the players were organized in one unified voice of 48 players and put out an open letter. I guarantee that would get a lot of traction. Oh, 100%. If they were unionized, right. everybody. I could see, I could see, no, Jake I'm, not, Lucky. I'm, not, I'm not saying be a union. I think if they came out and put out an open letter and everybody signed the open letter, it would get picked up like I, everywhere. I could see Jake Lucky posting a fucking uh, yeah. video clip of uh, us unionizing right now if, if that was like a thing. Like that would get a lot of traction. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
Let's go on to the next one. Is it time for people to give up and actually just move on from competitive COD? No real dev support, and the divide between the casual and competitive audience is only growing. The viewership for COD as a whole has plummeted, especially with the OGs set to retire. Well, I don't know about all. Oh, I don't, I don't know about plummeting. Our viewership is definitely not plummeted. Like, <laughs> the, the weird thing I'm with definitely not going like, to give up on competitive COD. Up, that's for like, sure. like, like, MA's up, so I don't know about, I don't know about all that. Uh, I think uh, interesting. Let's, have this, I think let's inter have this convo in 12 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a better convo in the offseason on this one. Let's let's table it. Yep, and then, and then there's some other questions here, but I feel like we touched on a lot of them. Like, if you were a developer, what would you do to bridge the gap between casuals and competitive players? Um, I feel like we kind of talked about that a little bit, but if you want to add into, onto it, like Ben or Pat or Chris or any of you guys, want to add onto um, that, any way to bridge the gap between casuals and competitive players? The, the only thing they could do is release a competitive title or a side title, like you said, that way more people kind of, like, go on there and get interested because um we've i think they've tried doing this for years people have made the argument where oh don't make gas play out the box bro that will never happen these people do not care <laughs> like yeah, I think, they do I think not the, care i think the, the the bottom line here and this and this has always been true i don't know why this has always been like honestly always been a conversation there is no bridging the gap like plain and simple there, that, that call, is where, call, that's where that's where ray was going with this, with call, this question, call of duty this, call of duty yeah. is a casual game yeah. Period. Always will be. Always has been. There is no bridging the gap. Yeah. Whether there be whether there's people who potentially would be interested in competitive, sure, no doubt. But there is no bridging the gap. You're never gonna make one product that that suits both people ever, ever, and and you're never gonna convert people who prefer the casual to come to competitive. Yeah. We, ever. We, the we, only problem that competitive COD has ever had is that there's just not enough eyes on the product. But at the end of the day. There's no bridging the gap to the casual community. The goal the is to try and take as many of those casuals, community. right, Pat, and just get them into competitive. That's the goal. I, I, don't, and... I don't. I think the problem that's, is, that's like I said, goal. awareness. I think the problem is just awareness. Like, the, how many people know that the competitive You think that's the wrong exists? goal, Chris? You think it's yes, the wrong goal? Yes. Because remember, we had this conversation before, Tom. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. I said we shouldn't be trying to channel the, the casuals into competitive people. We should be trying to channel the competitive players from other esports titles into becoming competitive fans of our game how do you do that first off fucking open up the game and the cdl to, i know this is going to sound terrible for some people and people are going to like it okay. open it up to keyboard and mouse because you're going to literally just drive in a whole nother market of players and personalities and people that get interested in call of duty because a lot more gamers on pc and stuff like that they play on keyboard and mouse it is what it is but huh. on top of that like that's where we should be trying to get our fans from we're trying we should be channeling fans of csgo fans of apex fans of I, this fans of that into call of duty yeah i mean you do that fans. both crazy you or, do both you no, do that yeah, and yeah, what uh, i said crazy. you know what i'm saying but also another way that you another way that you do that is you make a competitive standalone title or a competitive standalone just like another like 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 another application you know war zones like its own application like a strictly call of duty competitive thing that way people that are interested in competitive gaming and rank and stuff like that they go to that and become fans of that rather than trying to just simply channel that don't give a shit dude there's two problems one i i wouldn't doubt that so much of our viewership i actually know this is a fact just from like people who i i used to follow that used to be fans of the scene back in the day like there there was there was a point where like a ton of the older call of duty fan base went to other esports like when csgo blew up or when when something else got really big like a ton of our old core fan base 
branched and went to other esports. Like they left our Call of Duty scene and went to other other scenes and were more invested, interested in those games. And the the other big thing for me is that um and we've always talked about this, but Call of Duty competitive as as just a community as as a title. My the biggest issue is that players aren't fans of the game. Like yeah. I, I genuinely feel this. Like when it comes to Call of Duty com- competitive, players aren't fans of the game. And that's one of the core issues that we've always had. Like when you compare it to like CSGO, like I do, I could not know a single name of, of someone on a CSGO team. Like I could just tune in to a CSGO match, a random event happening somewhere. And I'm invested because I like CSGO. Whoa, 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 I like, whoa, I like whoa, to watch whoa. CSGO. I don't think that happens for Call of Duty as much. Especially the casual viewers. You can say CS- it's not the truth. I, 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 that's the case. Well, I have an example from a literally last weekend. There was a you whole can't con- appreciate Call well, of Duty skill. Like you, you bro. from watching it, you just can't. Like it's especially from the the way, like in, in the the fact that we play a four v four game on an arena shooter, you cannot appreciate the skill from a first person perspective. I, I I don't think that Ray says that's cap. I think that's always been the case, bro. Like because most of the skill is not visual skill. Like it, it's just not. You're not seeing. Like the same the same kind of things that you're seeing in other esports, um, you have to have way more knowledge to appreciate like what happens yeah. in a competitive COD match. Like you have to have way more knowledge than just a you know a, a, a basic sit back and, and enjoy what you're yeah. seeing. Yeah. Um. And, and so I think and the the big driving point that Call of Duty communities always had is that you've just been plant you've been fans of the personalities, fans of the players, fans of the drama. Like our scene was fueled by drama for I don't know how long. And that was one of the biggest driving points for the longest time. And and honestly, inevitably, I think that's going to be the downfall of CDL, uh, especially after, after Seth goes, I think that's going to be a big hit, but I think the, the, the real big issue with our, our community and our product as a whole is that there's, there's not drama between these players. There's not as a, as as just a general fan, there's not a lot to get invested in, in terms of like wanting to see team A beat team B or team player A beat player B. Like I think we see like with, with Scrappy coming in the scene and like yeah he's trying to doing more of that but none of these players do that they don't have the personalities that I think Call of Duty was built on and and in my personal opinion what Call of Duty needs to survive on. Mm. Okay, I I want to just on the CS:GO example real quick. There was recently a pretty decent sized controversy in CS:GO around the major because there was a huge attendance problem with when someone went to arena when Furia Furia was not playing the Brazilian team was not playing. I know there's a lot of external factors, but I will say the CSGO example, it's a little bit more complicated in the way that you kind of set it out on. I just Bro, to you, you're picking one example from like the last major, but I, you could take any any CSGO event over the last three years. Like I will tune in and watch the CSGO event if I have time because I'm a fan of CSGO. I don't, I don't have to know the players. What, like, I, what I think my CSGO, favorite players could all retire and, I, and CSGO is just entertaining to watch well, because well, I'm a fan of the game. What I think CSGO has done well, by the way, here's right when we talk about CSGO that I like. Katowice is a great example, right? The growth of Katowice, that event over the course of what, like five, six years, is a textbook example of like how to do events in esports. Because you go into a market, not traditional esports market, in this case, Katowice is like very much a university city. You start small, and now if you go to Katowice, Katowice for I am Katowice, it is a massive festival. Celebration of esports every single year has become a huge part of the local identity of that of that uh, city. And so, um, I think to Chris's point, I think the KBM discussion 
post comp probably in a couple of years is going to be very much a topic in the CDL. The KBM um, discussion? What does keyboard uh, and mouse have to do with allowing, it? Allowing keyboard and mouse to expand the player base and expand potential viewer base. I don't think that changes anything. I mean, this is the thing, though. Like, And also, I don't, even though like allowing it isn't going to change anything in terms of the pro scene, because in my opinion, bro, look at a game like Apex, bro. All these people who run keyboard and mouse, a lot of the players, they all switched over to the controller. It's more so the fact that you open up the 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 base the players that, that can come in and experience it granted they might granted the meta game at the end of the day might be controllers it's more so for people can actually come in and be and not feel like they're um alienated well, why, 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 why why couldn't they you can play rank play with a keyboard and mouse i'm pretty sure isn't it like um what is the word called isn't it like a uh, segregated between like inputs in uh ranked I don't think so. Not in ranked, no. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was. No, you could, you no, you could, because you could play both. Oh, you're first. right. Because you I was playing keyboard yeah. and mouse against controller players. So I was yeah, playing with controller players. Like you, you, can't, can't, you can't, you can, you can. You're right. If you're a KBM player, like you can't pull up your K with your keyboard and mouse to an amateur event and play an over bracket. Like there's a barrier. Yeah, you're thinking of Halo, right which, by there. the way, they fucked up with that bad. Yeah. Also, oh yeah, well, no, yeah. The, the I, I know what I was talking that's, about. That's like the reason you can't segregate The tournaments you can't. The tournaments yeah. you can't play with a keyboard and mouse. I mean, I think allowing it, but they're not getting there it. anyway. I don't. I don't think that's changing well, anything. It's okay. not like well, it's, it's not. not it's, it's it's possible that it's there possible. are some talented keyboard and mouse players that can figure it out. But right now, they there is no barrier. There's no way for them to enter. In this I mean, I don't know. I, that, that's even, something. If, the, if we allowed keyboard and mouse right now, I don't see any okay, keyboard okay, okay. and mouse player coming into the Ray, competitive scene and getting in the pro league. I don't. I don't, I don't I, either. I I don't. I don't either. But regardless, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Fact. matter to me. To me, to me, that's not Fact. even like. Okay, to Fact. me, that's not even. Uh, Hello. What a, what a fucking go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Let, let Chris go. Let him talk. That's not even the main thing that I'm even like talking about. Like I'm just, I'm just trying to think of ways to get um competitive people, like people that are interested in competitive gaming from other esports, to be fans of COD. I'm just saying that might be one small way. Um, regardless, my whole thing is that should be the focus. It shouldn't be focus on getting casuals to enjoy competitive that's not a thing bro like if you, if you can't force people that are casual players to be all of a sudden like super hyped up about competitive they're just casual people man they don't yeah. have to be but people that are passionate about competitive fps yeah you can you can try to pick those people and be like wow look at this new game i should watch this more they should focus on that 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 the conversation's been wrong this whole fucking time ben gone no, I, I don't have anything else to add. To nah, this. you look, you, you, no, I what Pat said. What's the problem? Facts. It's one of these classic Pat you, things. Like, absolutely, this is wait, not going to happen. It's going to age wait. poorly. Absolutely you, poorly. You think someone would come into the pro league or, or the pro of CDL playing on keyboard and mouse? Eventually, once they get enough <laughs> experience in the game, absolutely it could happen. You can't sit here with 100% no. certainty and say it wouldn't happen. No, yeah, you're 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 more on no. Pat. Respectfully, bro. Bro, the people in the <laughs> chat that are like the people in the chat that are like simple would shit on these guys, bro. One, why the fuck if you're that good on keyboard and mouse would you play COD first? First off, first off, why would you but even want to compete? The salaries in COD are nice. If you're a player, they're more in other games. They're more in other games. You'll make more in Valorant or CSGO well, maybe, maybe or whatever. Players, if you're at the upper level, I don't know about Valorant. Bro, yeah, I don't, I don't know the Valorant. There's way less. But... There's way less spots in Valorant too right now. Yeah, but, Valorant's uh, not as that's good. It's not I, as big as you I think. I think Pat to sit here and say, well, if a mouse Bro, and keyboard player, were. you know, came in, obviously they probably have good mechanical skill, but as we all agree, Bro, like, in, there's in a, a lot in more. A fast paced. You're gonna let on, me. You're gonna let no, me no, finish. No, no, I can't. I actually can't. I actually can't. All right, well then I won't take that. In a fast paced six v six or forty four arena shooter on small maps, controllers and aim assist 
are at such an advantage, it's not even funny. Yeah. This, this I, isn't, I would agree with that. This isn't a Twitch. This isn't CSGO. Headshots do not matter. Precision does not matter. Movement. Like, movement's a big thing, Mo too, Pat. Movement is, yeah. is so much harder on mouse and keyboard. It, it actually is. And and not to mention the close-range engagements that Talked. you get in. Talked. on a on, In a 4v4 competitive match, I would argue 50% of your engagements happen within 10 meters. And that benefits controller an insane amount. An yeah. insane amount. All, all I'm saying, Pat, is And aim assist is at the strongest nah, nah, level nah, it's nah, ever this, been this, in the history of Call of Duty. <laughs> you would be fucked if you wanted is, to play it's, on it's mouse and keyboard. It's ridiculous for you to sit here and say with 100% certainty it wouldn't happen. That's I, bro, ben, I can, I, you're right. Bro, I can we've say had it. this 110%, Ben. actually hilarious. 110%. More than 100%. No, no, because what's funny is you're going to say this, it's going to get clipped, and you're going to move the goalposts when inevitably this happens. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. All right, well, I'm, I'm, if, I'm, I'm putting this Call down of Duty, in the next five or six years. If Call of Duty is a is a six, uh, a still a 6v6 arena shooter and multiplayer is still 4v4 within 6v6 maps, it'll never happen, period. And we're playing the game modes that we're playing, like Search and, and fucking Hardpoint or whatever, never will happen. I see some in the chat bubble. I saw what you said in the chat about Tommy Valorant is definitely bigger than COD. It gets a million views. I wasn't saying it like that. Like, Valorant's a very big esport. Probably definitely bigger than COD when you look at the viewership. Like, the viewership is crazy. I was talking salaries. They were talking about the salaries. I know a few of the salaries <clears throat> that some of the Valorant guys are making. And, bro, the COD salaries are definitely fucking... Uh, Shot to the sky right now, bro. Like in terms of yeah, like the average, the, in terms of the average, bro, and they'll come down. Like they'll definitely come down. Like in Valorant, you have those players who are obviously superstar players that also come with a brand that are making a shit ton of cash. But I'm saying for like the average player, you know, I feel like in COD, like people, people didn't, are on pretty good contracts. I don't know too, and there's I don't, I like don't a lot think, came down. I don't, I don't think COD salaries can be the problem with the depression on COD salaries is I don't think the. Oh, is in order to pull it, the owners are going to kind of have to collude to pull it off. And right now, they all don't because they're all competing for the same players. So there's a little bit of like market conditions not letting them depress salaries right now. So I don't think that's necessarily going to happen at least short term in the next year or two. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Beyond salaries that, are going to drop know, because like, every year, Pat, people I, people they become a free agent or they're on a one plus one, and every team wants to sign those players and just keep it's a it's a ladder. You know, it's a ladder. They're just always going to go up at this point. I, they started too I, high. I, I think I think it'll get it to a point though where like it just, levels. It it's not like bro, like let's look at the let's look at the Hydra situation, right? Like let's let's say New York has a horrible year, hypothetically. Let's just say it has a horrible year. Like even if even if somebody became a free agent, like I, I just don't see an, a, a team that's like, all right, we've had horrible year after horrible year after horrible year. We've lost a million year one. Two million year two, a mil five year three. I just don't see them continuing to be like, all right, maybe year four it'll happen. When the 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 product as a whole is is, is in my opinion either plateaued or or like going going down, you know, at a small margin. I I don't think that this, and and, and I know we're gonna we we park some of this for when Seth retires and we'll have a later conversation on it. But as the scene as a whole, I just don't see the growth going to the point where like salaries would would justify. That that ladder kind of climb happening to to acquire top talent. I just don't well, see it happening. Well, happen with those teams, they'll become uncompetitive, and then we're gonna have the some already have though. Where, some already have. Yes, like, and there'll be another. There'll I'm be another four. team in our team, but it's not gonna stop like optic thieves phase. But, but a that's team my like point. LAG, bro. You but think that's the, my do point. You think? Do you think 
Well, LAG, by the way, is trying to build even a bigger, I think they larger are, I think they already, they already They're chalked keep it, bro. Cash. Look at their team. Look at their team. They already chalked it. Bottom line is, Damn. you're, you're, you're going to get to the... The Kroenke family's got capital B billions. I think they're going to keep spending money, brother, but go ahead. Yeah, they're good. They're, yeah, but they're making the worst decisions that we've ever seen. Well, that's the, a whole, that's a whole other issue. Decisions bottom, bottom spending line, money are two different bottom things. Bottom line, though, is look at the amount of teams that have chalked it already. Like, we, we especially the teams that are forcing player men salaries that we've seen so far. I feel like that number keeps growing, Finn. And and then we're at a point where not only is like the the amount of teams that have chalked it to the point where they're uncompetitive is like 50% or more, then you start thinking, well, if expansion doesn't happen, it, it gets even worse because then these these exit plans that you were kind of talking about earlier look more and more scarier. And then and then people people like get to the point where they're preserving capital. I think I think Legion is almost already in that position where they're like preserving capital and kind of hoping for for like a, a, an exit plan to come out of nowhere and, and a, i think more and more teams are going to get into that position where you are focused on preserving capital because you're looking at this as just a you know a loss after loss after loss i i think the legion so like the way i assume the mechanics of this right like you have people that bought in for x and they're assuming that down the road they can sell their spot for y which is 10x 100x whatever they bought in right and that price Which is I kind of essentially dictated by Activision. It's not like a, it's not like an open market per se. It's not like they're going to go to JP Morgan and be like, you know, help us sell this in the way you're seeing with like Manchester United, Liverpool, the Washington Commanders right now. It's a totally <laughs> more closed market than that. Um, I think the uh, the problem you're highlighting though, I, I just don't see it happening in the next 18 to 24 months because like these teams are just going to be uncompetitive. Uh, they're not going to be able to get players. There's going to be huge market pressure. I mean, even look at Vegas, right? Eventually, enough market pressure has has kind of come around, and they've essentially built a competitive, more competitive team after like three years of already complaining. So, I I, I think long term, maybe in five or yeah, ten years, sure. Think, think about that competitive. Price, but right, but right now, right now, like the scarcity of of top end players is still driving salaries at or above the level that it currently is. So, think about the the compression you're talking about, though. Like like Vegas, they got they got. It's not like they like they didn't get they didn't build a competitive team like they took a rock they, they were the last team to to basically make a roster and they picked <laughs> players that nobody wanted to play with anyway and it just so happened that they were solid like that that's mm, that's, that's how it worked out similar, this, listen the Vegas yeah, they still they still underpaid not how those players not how works. wait that okay. is how that worked the, those no, no, no. those the, the guys the clay was literally clay was literally debating he was like he was like i think i'm gonna retire because i didn't get an offer and then Vegas came out of nowhere and he got a decent offer and he went there. <laughs> like, like that that's what happened. And then Pro Loot got dropped. Nobody wanted to play with Pro Loot. Teach got dropped. Nobody wanted to play with Teach. Like they just went to Vegas and they they somehow were were solid. Like, good job to those guys for grinding out early and being solid. But it's not like Vegas tried to build a competitive roster. They that's did. All... Listen, Vegas, Vegas talked to uh, I know Don's in the chat, Clay's in the chat. They could probably back up on this. They obviously talked to a lot of people and a lot of people turned them down. It's not like they just instantly went to fucking Asian Byron and said, let's team. Like they I tried, would have turned them down they too. Yeah, I'm not even Don was trying his best to recruit. Yeah, but, they but, were the last team to form. You're not wrong about that, but that wasn't the fuck. It wasn't like it past years, last year, by, by the way. Like where they deliberately bro, that, waited until the end to form that team. Like it wasn't necessarily I, I went I think down you're making my I think you're making my point for me. No, though. no, it's, it's like nobody wants nobody said. wanted to play with Vegas because one, they were offering pretty low salaries in comparison. 
Well, that and, that speaks to that speaks to the point we're you, literally just talking about. Y'all remember? You're making my point. Like, I'm, All right, you're both morons. Go ahead. Oh, you remember, do, you remember, do, you, do you remember Ben's run it back, dude? That shit was hilarious, bro. Yeah, bro. I've been one of those guys to run it back. Like, yo, Ben, if you were if you were the uh, the Vegas Legion, what would you do instead of running it back? I'd run it back. That shit would be dying, bro. <laughs> I think I think for, for I think for Vegas though, um, I, I think for Vegas right now kind of put a pen in that one they they've, they need to realize that right now they've got the core of what should be on paper a pretty competitive and solid team in the cdl and they need to back that team up with investment around resources around the squad so they need an additional staff member get them in the mix they need a facility they can all play Yo, at because last year you had why am fucking, i getting exposed get fucking jimbo playing for fucking <laughs> french canada like like they need to they need to give the team the resources to be an even playing field to other teams or what's going to happen is it's going to fall apart. You're going to be back to building a team of left dollars. That's what I'm looking for for Vegas this season. Otherwise, it's going to be back to the seller they go. All right, Ben, you got to sink a pup for us. And while yeah. you go and set up for that, the last question that came out on Reddit, you bet you can answer this as you come in go out. But is this game better than Vanguard? Would you say this game is better than Vanguard or no? I have more fun playing this game. Than I like this Vanguard. game better than Vanguard 100%, without a doubt. I don't I, know if it's the I, look, I the feel, or what, but Vanguard Pat? had me spawning yeah. in depressed. Van bro. Vanguard, you were you were running it through walls, and sometimes it would break, and sometimes you, they you wouldn't. Know what bro. I think it might be though, I think uh, my uh, expectations uh, with that game were set so low. I came into this game feeling positive, bro. Like, bro, at least <laughs> at least on Vanguard, was. like I didn't just I didn't I didn't feel like. Like I was moving in slow motion, bro. When I when I aimed in, like I feel like my attachments yeah. could actually make my gun better. Yeah. I could actually sprint out. Like I think you take like I also think the maps were honestly better in Vanguard aside from like the windows and shit. I don't think any of these maps are good. I, I obviously haven't played competitively, but from what I've watched, I don't think a single one of these maps are are good from a competitive standpoint. I, I would argue that I think competitive is better in Vanguard. I think Modern for Two is probably a better game. The reason why the only Boy, like counter to that, the only yet, counter so that Pat is just in Vanguard. I agree, like all that stuff kind of adds to the skill gap, right? Like the sprint, the aim, fire, and the Not fucking just the skill gap. Tom, it's kind of like the fun. Like, yeah, just... and the fun of it for sure. I, I definitely felt like it became a lot of running around though, like especially on maps like fucking Bocage. You know, it was just a lot of running and a lot of chaos. You know, this game at least it feels like teams can actually set shit up. And like actually work on breaks and actually work on setups and there's actually like a right way to play it and spawns yeah. are a little weird on some maps like embassy like the like when you get like those weird like back ladder spawns those parallel spawns like there's there's definitely some weird spawns but you're just gonna have to be aware of that you know at least at least it makes sense at least everything makes sense you know yeah well, this is hard, hard to use my brain on this game yeah you know. can think you yeah. can actually like outplay Other people rather than just like run, run. yeah just run <laughs> just go just go just hit the fucking hill <laughs> like you see. saw players like ag do it just like fucking run at people you know but go ahead ben yeah i was gonna say in regards to the map set um i don't think you're super off base pat i just think we should be careful of this conversation because we're talking about vanguard with the whole year of their iterative map pool. Let's see what happens with Modern Warfare 2 and where we're at. Like, I mean, I didn't think season. Vanguard maps were good. To be, to be fair, I just, I just really don't like these maps. I, really, I don't know. you like the Vanguard maps? Mm, you like the Vanguard maps? No, 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 no. I, are y'all deaf? I just said I don't think the Vanguard maps were good. I thought you said I, I don't like the yeah, Vanguard I maps. I thought that's what you said. But you think they were better than these? No, no. I, yeah, that's what I. Or I that think you do were, like the Vanguard maps? That's no, what I think. I thought the Vanguard maps were bad, but I but I also just think these maps are bad. Like I I don't know. I just don't like the the flow does not feel right for me on these maps. And I, I have I haven't scrimmed or played eights or anything like that. But just from like a and even if you consider having like the the, the raceway map in or whatever, like I don't know. They just 
they don't feel like 6v6 arena maps yeah, I'm, to I'm, me. I'm, I mean, yeah, I agree. I still hope we get the, you know, the whole an overhaul. I Meaning we did it, it. Cold War got its praise, but I think a lot of people forget that that game had like all of its maps substituted at some point. Well, besides that's, that's uh, like, Checkmate bro. and Garrison, and then the original that came out with Apocalypse. But besides that, they were all gone. That's, Vanguard that maps is, are that atrocious. Is one thing bro. though, I will say is is Treyarch does do a much better job in making what feels like 6v6 arena shooter maps. Like, to me, these maps just don't... These maps, they feel like what they are. Points of interest. Like, that's that's what these maps feel like to me. Um, they don't they don't feel like 6v6 arena maps. And from just a just an arena shooter in general, they don't feel like arena shooter maps. And well, that, yeah, that's, Pat, that's I don't, I don't think, I I don't think anybody here... Like, I'm definitely not going to sit here and be like, oh, my God, MW2 maps are way better than Vanguard maps. <laughs> We're just picking out of the shit. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, it's, it's a you're picking through to the, yeah, turd, you're yeah. picking through the fucking pile of shit. So it is what it is, We're you know? We're playing fucking Lord Farquaad Electric and Embussy, like... That, that's we, the we're problem, at the bottom Tom. of the pile. I don't, I don't even think they were designed as, like, 66 no, they were. maps. Like, they no were legit they were. points of interest on a on a, on an open world they, they, map. They're not going in... They're not designing any maps with a competitive mindset. That's just that's just how it is. None of them. I don't think any of them went into with a competitive thought in mind. Um, But I don't know. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the flank tonight, man. I hope you guys did enjoy. When's the next show? Like probably when the uh when the when the league starts, right? December 2nd is when we're starting with matches and everything. And those are going to be online or yeah, we, we we should what we should do is uh <laughs> Uh, we'll obviously do a show probably on Friday. We, we should probably do a show like on Thursday, like a like a preview show. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. I'm always down to run shows. We'll yeah, obviously like, we'll like give talk our about match it. predictions, answer some questions. We'll do a shorter show, but then our regular shows will be back next week. Yep, I'm down. Ben, sink yeah. this putt and get us out of here. Honestly, I think a lot of people, Ben, are rooting for you. A lot of bits are on I you right now. I five in a row on stream earlier. So. All right, so you're feeling pretty good. Make sure you push that ball back too. None of this bullshit. Put it back there. Yeah, that's good right there. Is he barefoot? Does he get the dogs out? Yeah, he's got the dogs out. Oh, my. Where are you slippies at? It's cold outside, bro. Where are you slippies? But look, he's got his sweatpants wrapped wrapped under his feet. Bro, this guy's <laughs> got his dogs out. Ladies and gentlemen, Benjamin didn't see me. He's going to say, you're going to sink the puck. Come, cool, collected. Mr. Benjamino C. Hey, Ben, it's Finally clinical, Ben. Yo, Ben, <laughs> man, you got the dogs out for free? Yeah, went in the chat, man. Went in the chat. Yeah, Ben, you got the dogs out, man. We're going to have to do what's bro, going on here. I, I've been wearing my slippers all day, bro. I, I take them shits off for a second. Them shits stink. All right. Wait, yeah, wait, Tommy wait. Hold on. Up. Hold on, Tom. Before you send this out, bro, can you please do me a favor and bring up Nameless's tweet? I got to get all of your opinions on this. What yeah, are you what chat, what chat, chat can chime in as well. It wasn't today. It was it was yesterday. Um, uh, Let's see. I can link it if you need it. November 21st. He said, my content, my okay, content friends are it. Yep, my content friends out there slash work from home people. Do any of you find that you are more productive when you have shoes on? <laughs> Maybe I'm weird, but I work much better when the kicks are on, even though, Wait, even though I'm just at the too. house. He, my ass player too. he said, uh, I play better with shoes on. Bro, in the house, like at your desk with shoes on? <laughs> It nah, depends, bro. bro. It depends. Like on the, car on the carpet when, and everything. Fuck it. It depends. Like when I lived <laughs> in Texas. Like when I lived in Texas, right, Ben. When we lived, we, I had carpet in my room, right. So yeah. I, I didn't wear shoes like a lot of the time. 
But it, over here, like, I'm on cold tile, right? So I personally like playing with shoes here when I'm in Jersey or, like, like, like slippers you got, or something. No, no, no. You got shoes, shoes on or, or slippers? Just like, yeah, slippers. Right like now, slides. I got these slippers on. Right now, no, 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 that no, doesn't no, count, Tom. Tom, we're talking about, like... Well, I like, got them right now. He's got the J's on. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. no, Tom, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. We're talking about, like, lacing them up. Like, he's lacing them up. <laughs> no way, bro. Lacing? Bro. Nah, bro, bro. yeah. Bro, I was at the... I went to the Envy house one time when it was in North Carolina. And bro, Ant was had his J's on, bro. Had his Jordans on, scrimming. He had, I'm the, looking, bread, I'm like, he had the he had the bread elevens on, scrimming. Yeah, bro. I'm like, yo, is this guy serious? Like, they're in the they're in the envy living room, and he's got he's got fucking Jordans on, playing Ghost. Yeah, scrims at two basketball game at five thirty. Bro, bro, App was the same. We were in the Columbus apartments. <laughs> App had the Kobe's on. All right, well, let's, let's end it there, man. Let's end the it there. Let's end it there. Nameless, he laces up his shoes when he goes to his setup in the morning. Let's uh, end this show right now. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, go to anchor.fm slash the flank to check out all the audio sites that we're on. And go follow at the flank on Twitter. Gers doing a phenomenal job running socials as always. Guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Take care. Brush your hair. And you guys have a fantastic, phenomenal night. Take it easy.